is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And yes, friends, we are raising money for homeless kids on Halloween. Let's do it, you guys. A dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you can spare. And I know I ask you for this every day, and I I I sometimes get questions who does it really go? Do you really think that it's not going to homeless kids? Of course it is. There's the uh, advocates Venmo right there. Advocates donations. Shout out to the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. A dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you can spare to help a homeless kid have a really good night um, on Halloween is very much appreciated. Hit them on Venmo, advocates donations, the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. As always, the advocates present the Monty Show. Uh, right here on YouTube. So I'll leave that up there until now. How the heck are you? I'm Monty. That's Jake. We have a lot to get to today, including Dabo Sweeney melting down on really crappy Clemson fans. Are you surprised that Dabo's having a bad day? I mean, he's that guy, you know, let's blame the fans instead of just taking accountability for the crappy football you're playing. But you also have to realize it's a good day when Dabo's having a bad day. So mm-hmm. right. I don't know how bad things can be. So we'll get to all of your comments today. Uh, good to see all of you. Um, let's get right to work on a Big 12 expansion update because I thought it was interesting that the phone started blowing up this morning uh, when Brett Yormark was talking about Big 12 expansion. And hey, is Big 12 expansion going to happen? And I think we got a very different Brett Yormark this time around. You may remember last time at Big 12 Football Media Days, uh, Brett was pretty straightforward when he talked about the fact that they were looking for opportunities and you know that, that Gonzaga was X, Y, or Z. Like, hey, I like Gonzaga. Like, he went out of his way to say good like things Gonzaga. about Gonzaga, 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 Gonzaga. and stuff. Uh, Bright Yormark went out of his way to talk about the Zags. This time he did not do that. He very directly, Jake, and I don't know, you, you, you cut all this sound today, mm-hmm. Bright Yormark. I, I thought he was, I thought he was pretty direct about Gonzaga, uh, back then, but I thought he was also pretty straightforward today about expansion. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the change in, in tone is, is pretty simple here. Like Last year or, you know, la- yeah, last year he was very much like, hey, we're looking for opportunities and, you know, I can't really, I'm not going to speak on, you know, those specific opportunities, but we're definitely in the marketplace and like essentially just sending the message that, that they're operating and that they're, you know, looking to do some things. And I think the, the difference in narrative this time is he's basically just sitting here saying that he's not going to comment on it. I won't be commenting on expansion speculation today. But I will say this, no different than last year. If an opportunity presents itself for me to strengthen this conference, I'm going to explore it. So, I mean, pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward, pretty, pretty matter of fact about it. And I think what's really interesting about that is, is it further hammers home the point that, you know, whether, whether, you know, it's, it's, you know, Pac-12 schools or, or Gonzaga or whatever the case may be, Brett's not 
going to talk much about it. And I think that's a little bit, that's kind of a shift. I, I really do think that the Big 12 is, in a sense, you know, kind of hitting the brakes on expansion because they're waiting for bigger opportunities down the line. And I think that that we don't often hear, you know, guys at Brett Yormark's level uh, talk about expansion or comment it either way. It's not like you're ever going to catch Brett Yormark you know, just openly talking about what their strategy is in expansion. But I think you can tell both in tone and in the words he's speaking that it's definitely something that's been kind of put on the back burner in a sense. And that's why when the Gonzaga news came out, we told you guys Gonzaga is not traditional expansion. It's a very different conversation. It's a cherry on top opportunity. It's an opportunity to improve the value of your league without having to deal with all the logistics of football and just everything that comes with that. And so when a lot of people, and again, it is very opinion-based, right? It is speculatory, if you will. But in my opinion, my speculation is that Gonzaga still is very much in play and that they're 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 working through it. But when Brett Yormark uses the word expansion, he's talking about, you know, full member expansion, basketball, football, and all the other sports. And I just think right now the Big 12 is not going to be adding anyone like that until we get some clarity on where the ACC is kind of going and how long it's going to be until that situation kind of you know, not to be too negative, but blows up or whatever adjective you want to use. Yeah, and our sources are telling us that Gonzaga and the Big 12 uh, continue to work towards building a relationship, and I think it is simply a matter of time. Um, there really has been no change or update to Gonzaga. They very much, I think, on both sides of this, continue to want to work together to find a way to add Gonzaga to the Big 12. And I think I go back to what, what Brett Yormark has said for the better part of a year now, that basketball is going to be a revenue model. And I, I think it makes all the sense in the world. And adding Gonzaga to a conference that is already the best basketball conference in the country, frankly, is a no-brainer. And I think you look at the, the, the region, I think you look at the emotions, I think you look at the passion and the difference in passion between football and basketball, and you start to understand why you can't just add any old basketball program to this league. And I think... Um, the free pass that Kansas got only strengthened the Big 12's position. I think you look at the money that is going to be coming into this league through Rucker Park in Mexico. Uh, I think that only strengthens your position. And I think the draw on the, the high caliber, the high level of basketball that you get in Spokane from Gonzaga is a big deal. And I think while Spokane's not the biggest market in the world, I think if Washington State has shown us anything, it's that fans in that neck of the woods do turn on the TV and do support their fan bases. And I think Gonzaga has always had good support amongst its its TV viewership numbers. So I think this continues to be a no-brainer. I'm told it is very simply a matter of time to get this done. I think Gonzaga cares very much about the way things look. Uh, I think Gonzaga cares very much about executing at the exact right time. I think if it was up to the Big 12, this deal would have been done already. And you would have you would have made this announcement before today uh, when you had Big 12 basketball media days tipping off. Like I I think the Big 12 wants to do it now. I'm told Gonzaga is the one that's trying to find the exact right moment in time to do this. I think there's also some I's and T's that have not been crossed yet uh, at Gonzaga, but I think it is very clearly just a matter of time before this gets done. It's not an if, it's a when. Uh, and I think that that is very clear at this point. And, and I also think 
sources today, again, were unequivocal that Oregon State and Washington State, much to Jake's point, um, are not currently and have not for a significant amount of time spoken to the Big 12. Uh, we continue to ask those questions on a weekly basis, and I think the the rumor mill that's out there and the people that continue to try and push the narrative that in its current form uh, that Oregon State and Washington State are about to jump into the Big 12, there's just no nobody is supporting that. And I think the only way that, that Oregon State and Washington State can have their fate changed is through the ACC. And I would remind you again that here we are on – October 17th, and the ACC is still intact. Nobody has yet to announce a a loophole in the grant of rights that we were told was going to happen you know, last week that never materialized. So, Jake, I just don't see a window uh, for more college football realignment to happen this year or really in the next year. Yeah, and, it, and I think that you know the only realignment that I would expect to – you know, realignment, if you want to call it that, would be the Mountain West opportunity for the two remaining in the Pac-12. That's really the only one. Outside of that, I don't think we're going to see, you know, the ACC situation find its way forward, at, you know, anytime in the next, you know, year. I, I, I think that's a three- to five-year proposition at a minimum, and that really all depends on on what happens in terms of automatic qualifiers with that Mountain West merger and and several other things. So to me, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see, like, I think m for the most part, this round of realignment and expansion has come to an end. But I but I think in the long term, that's kind of the the viewpoint that, that these conferences are operating with. Like, like this coming football season, we get to see something that, once again, I don't think we've really ever seen, which is, multiple conferences adding multiple schools that's going to change the power system or really the, the power structure in college football. I mean, it, it very much can be, you know, uh, it, does Texas come out of the SEC? Does Oklahoma come out of the SEC? Like, like, do we get a big change there? Uh, you know, what of the Big Ten? You know, does, does Oregon, you know, reign supreme in the Big Ten next year? I don't know. But what I'm saying is that I'm here for the Oregon, Ohio State, you know, big noon kickoff on a Saturday. And I think that's the things we have to look forward to. But at the same time, those are the kind of things that I think are also going to be a key ingredient in when the ACC decides to move. Because if Notre Dame, for example, sees a big opportunity because of X, Y, or Z happening after these conference changes happen, then maybe that accelerates the ACC timeline. Like, there's so much at play. So, yeah, I think realignment right now is slowing down, obviously, but I'm I'm just not sure what that next thing is going to be that kind of kickstarts it again, other than, you know, there's a lot of rumors around, like, ESPN and some of the ACC schools trying to work something out. And that, to me, is very gray area, very rumor mill stuff. Yeah, I, I I think there's a lot of that. And I I, I think, again, these things do not have an, happen under the cover of darkness. Um, if you look at the realignment that happened this past fall, none of that was a surprise. We knew uh, most of those details we had reported in February and March, and they happened in August. I mean, if, if you really... If you really look at how realignment works, it it's never a secret. It's never a shocker. The Four Corners and the Big 12 was never a shocker. That Utah went to the Big 12 was never a shocker, right? Like these things don't just happen in silence. It's too difficult. There's too many moving parts. So my feeling is 
I think I, I just think we're there's no impetus to move mountains in college football right now. There's not a financial gain. Uh, there is not, frankly, a, a gain that gets you a, a, an easier route to the college football playoff, especially not with the playoff expanding to 12 next year. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's just no reason to spend the money and the human cost to expand these conferences right now. And I think one of the other real questions that that I have for, for all of you watching the show today is, how important is college basketball to you? I think you look at Brett Yormark, and he continues – today to talk about how basketball's a revenue stream and how it is a building block and how great Kansas City's been and they're working on a multi-year extension. And the Big 12 is the singular conference that prioritizes basketball on a monetary level. They count on, very clearly, they count on college basketball to be its own revenue stream. And the question that I have is, as a, as a fan, do you look forward to college basketball. Here we are, you know, on October 17th, just weeks away from November, and nobody's really talking about college basketball. Yet we have media days and we have practices and midnight madness and all of these college basketball things coming. And I wonder how important is college basketball to you? And is it something where where it's appointment television? It clearly is not appointment television the way that Oregon and Washington was this weekend or any of the major games, Notre Dame, USC. Like You look at football, and yes, very clearly it is different than basketball. I don't think anybody argues that. But my point is, is Brett Yormark making a mistake going this far in on college basketball? Because it feels like knowing now that Gonzaga is very close to joining the Big 12, uh, he's all in on college basketball. There's no other way to spin that. And with the Rucker Park relationship, the Mexico relationship, we're hearing rumblings of of Australia for the Big 12. Like you hear all of this stuff in the works. There is money being spent to grow the Big 12 footprint in basketball. And Jake, I think you're you're a really good example of a guy. I don't think you're that excited about college basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 on one hand it's very similar to college football, and on another hand it's totally different, right? Like, so I'm not like in football, I'm not getting excited about run of the mill, you know, low end matchup. That's not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna skip my tea time to watch some rando <laughs> matchup at 10 a.m. Right? Like I'm right. not doing that, right? And I think. I think a lot of people share that sentiment, but I think the difference, the major difference, you know, outside of money and all that for between football and basketball is football has always had this sort of big feel to it. This sort of grand, you know, 80,000 people in a stadium pushing for one cause. Like it just feels bigger. And I think, you know, if I'm Brett Yormark, one lesson that I'm learning out of Colorado this year is that even if the product sucks, even if you're not a college football playoff team, even if you're a, a bottom feeder in the sport, you can still create a grand environment. But you need the right recipe to do that, and you need the right ingredients to create that recipe. And I think in college basketball, yes, geography is one of those things, right? Like where your venue is, where you're playing the game, that definitely is a key ingredient in getting good TV viewership. You know, whether it's an aircraft carrier or whether it's, you know, Iowa basketball with Caitlin Clark in front of 55,000 fans. Right, like, so venue definitely matters, but I think there's no, the reality is there's no replacing, hey, implications of this game. 
What does someone have to lose in this game? And what do they have to gain? And who are the key stars in this game? And so if Brett Yormark, I, I think Brett Yormark as a commissioner, his job in terms of basketball right now is to give the individual programs a chance to recruit at a higher level to get the talent. How do I recruit at a higher level in basketball? Well, we go to Australia, we go to Mexico, we go to Rucker Park, we go to all these different areas. And then within that, you've got all this NIL opportunity, yeah. both as a school and as a player, as a as a student athlete. And I think that is what Brett Yormark's mission here is. But is it a, is it a, a fruitful mission, if you will? Well, I think it can be, but I think that you have to be, you got to be good. You got to win. And the Big 12 does have teams that win. And so for the Big 12, yeah, I do think it is. But for the for what was the Pac-12? No, absolutely. Oh, basketball's not. been one of their major failings. Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no doubt about that. But I, mean, I think it's like Alabama basketball coming up now, right? Like the SEC, yeah. Greg Sankey and the SEC are starting to understand that, yeah, wow, maybe like maybe we should take basketball a little more seriously, considering the ACC and the Big 12 have all these juggernauts in basketball. And yeah, maybe they're not in the college football playoff every single year like we are. But but what if football can stay level at wherever it's at? And then we could just bring basketball you, up a little but bit. But you and I both know 90, I would say, what percentage? 90% of college basketball fans are only college basketball fans one month a year. Yep. And that's in March. Yep. And I, and I know that makes me sound like a cynic, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but I feel like there's so many fans anymore. And I'm, I'm the guy that I, I love watching Carolina basketball. Put Carolina basketball on, and I'm – I'll watch him against North Carolina but, A&T. But like that, like that I'll watch. Type of matchup. Even that type of matchup, I'm still going to be like, honestly, like even if it's Duke Carolina, like Duke Carolina right now is a little watered down. Yeah, but you're the guy who'd rather do the dishes than watch a November like, college basketball but game. But if it's Duke Carolina, at least there's something there, right? Like that's, generally speaking, he's right. I'm not a huge college basketball guy. <laughs> I know. But like when it was Zion at Duke, okay, I've got more reason to watch. When it was Kyrie at Duke, I had more reason to watch. And that's why I say you have to get the talent in there. That's the one and done NBA yeah. player. And, and if you do that, you give me a reason to watch. But again, I think your point about 90% of college basketball fans being one month a year, how do we make that two, three, four, five months a year? What, what needs to happen? Well, you need to create more of a sense of community because why are those people one month a year fans? Oh, that's right. They go to the job that they hate and they do bracketology with all their office friends that they see nine hours a day. That's why they're fans. It gives them something to talk about. And that's college basketball's issue. Nobody gives a damn about the top 25 in college basketball or any type of ranking like we don't we don't care talk to me in february when we're when we're starting to get going for the tournament I, i'm i'm really curious if 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 we're wrong about this i think i have a pretty good read on the pulse of sports fandom yeah and i think most fans at that time of year are into the nba more than they're into college basketball Certainly, if you're an NBA fan, yeah, you're not going to watch college basketball until until I I would agree February things start getting interesting. You get into the conference tournaments, yeah. and yeah, okay, that that I think makes a big difference. But you know, one one last point before we get there, I I do think the hardcore sports fan understands that hey, there's college basketball on ESPN. But if you're that guy, like YouTube TV has like I've been you know I've recently joined up on the YouTube TV thing. 
So I'm starting to figure out, yeah, all you got to do on YouTube TV is search NHL and you get every NHL game on YouTube TV. All you got to do is search NBA. And for the most part, you're going to get every NBA game, excluding national and your local market, right? Like there are YouTube TV is giving me more options in addition to just what's on ESPN. Yeah. And I think that's also contributing. The offerings in the TV landscape are changing. Yep. Uh, shout out to Aaron Wilson, who gave a uh, membership today. Aaron, appreciate you as always. A shout out to Lopes Van Gabe. He's been a member for nine months. Let's go, baby. Speaking of college basketball, Lopes up. College basketball. Mm, is that what that, that's? He just says college basketball. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But like Gabe's a good example. You know, Gabe's a Phoenician. Gabe is a GCU guy. Like, like I think college basketball really works in a localized sense when you have that that you know up and coming Cinderella story type team that's really pushing yeah. and now is contending for a tournament run every year. Like well, GCU and Caitlin is. Clark at Iowa Caitlin is a Clark, really good yeah. example. You're going to turn out fifty, almost six thousand people to watch Caitlin Clark play basketball against. I think it was DePaul. From Chicago, so I, I give him a lot of credit for that. Lance Johnson for five dollars. I think Oregon State and Washington State need to figure out the next five years. The Big Twelve isn't moving until the ACC starts to settle out. Yeah, yeah, and I I think one of the things that is so clear is from what I'm told, anyways, by really well placed TV sources, is that the Mountain West and the Pac two, Oregon State and Washington State, their biggest questions were. What if realignment happens again and we're left on the outside looking in? And so I think there are some interesting language propositions that because, again, every source that I have is telling me that the Pac-2 are going to join the Mountain West and they are going to have a reimagined Pac-12. Right. I'm told there's going to be some very interesting language around outs and the fee structure and the grant of rights will be significantly different than what you see in most other conferences, notably the ACC, where I believe their grant of rights expires in the year 2479. <laughs> <laughs> I might be off a year or two. numbers or, are a little fuzzy, but it's somewhere around there. You know. Um, <laughs> but I think you're going to see a... Uh, I think there's a chance that there won't be a traditional grant of rights in the in this reimagined Pac-12. Well, I mean, if you're Washington State and Oregon State, why would you? I, yeah. I mean, I still maintain. Well, no. If you're Fresno State, if you're Boise, if you're Air Force, look at Air Force right now. Like, if you're if you're in that situation, why would you sign a 10-year grant of rights in a reimagined Pac-12? Well, you're never going to do that. You're never going to do that. Yeah. And I think what you're what you're looking at is this whole. The game has changed. I don't, I don't know how many people saw the story um, the other day about, you know, the the Arizona Coyotes. I think are the are the newest hockey team to bring their rights to the local marketplace. Um, that you know this Bally Sports uh, TV um, is, I mean, essentially dead now with these RSN's regional sports networks. And you have teams like the Las Vegas Golden Knights and Script Sports. I think Script Sports is is a trendsetter here, where you have no rights fees being paid, and all of the sales responsibility lies with Script Sports, and there's a revenue share going to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who are now getting carriage 
are being carried and seen, not just in Las Vegas and Nevada, but in Utah and in Idaho. Yeah. So they're getting a far more significant deal. And, and you look at the WNBA deal and you look at the script sports deals that like, these are the, these are the deals of the future. And I think in this reimagined PAC 12, I think there's a real good chance you are going to see TV rights go to people like script sports in the local marketplace because they can make more money on it. And yeah, I think you're going to have a small national deal. I think you will always have an ESPN, Fox, CBS sports type deal. But I think you are going to have a significant amount, especially college basketball, that's going to go into the local marketplace. Yes. And yes. I don't know why you wouldn't do it that college way. College basketball, I, you know, does much better locally. And again, for a guy like Lopes Van Gabe, uh, who is in Phoenix, who is a Grand Canyon University Lopes fan, and you look at the rabid appetite and the meteoric ascent of, of Grand Canyon basketball, why wouldn't you do a local deal? You you, you would certainly make more rights for a uh, for a a university the the size and scope of Grand Canyon. It makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know, man. I think you're looking at a very rapidly changing marketplace, and you look at things like the the marquee network in Chicago with the Cubs, yeah. or you look at all of these different places where NBC, Comcast, Bay Area. Or you look at all these different areas where Bally Sports, Phoenix, Matt Ishbia, the new owner of the Suns, took the Phoenix Suns out and said, you're out of business. We're not, you're not paying. Okay, great, we're out. You look at the Arizona Diamondbacks who said, oh, you're not playing. Okay, we're going to – Major League Baseball took the TV and, and media rights deal back. This is changing. I think the NHL is the most vulnerable of those sports because – you look at markets like Phoenix, think about the, the, the face of the NHL in Chicago. How different is the face of the NHL in Phoenix? Very different. How, how different is, you look at MSG in, in New York. Yeah. Offering per game, you know, basically a la carte games for the Rangers and Islanders. I mean, that's a very different place than Phoenix, than San Jose, than a lot of smaller markets. And I, I think you have to wonder, like, you know, we're, we're based, for those of you who don't know, we're based in Salt Lake City. They're thirsty for an NHL team here. Yes. They're thirsty for a Major League Baseball team here. Well, guess what they're apparently not thirsty for is local television because there's very little buzz around the Jazz New TV deal. And, and I don't know, you're in the marketplace as no, much as I, I am. I, I think there's very, respectfully, I'm not even trying to be, I'm not trying to bash anyone. I just think generally the Jazz have not had that sort of pop kick yet, that pop, yeah. that sort of bang in attention that I certainly was expecting. And 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 I know they've had some ups and downs in terms of decisions they've made, you know, with the TV deal, but also with that apparel issue and the Jordan logo. And, like, they've had some things. There have been some things. But generally speaking, Jazz fans are pretty damn loyal, and they're pretty damn excited about this yeah. team. And yet, I don't see a whole lot happening uh, around the Jazz, to to be honest. And hey, maybe maybe that's on me. But I'm uh, we do this thing every single day, and I'm out here looking around, and I'm like, yeah, uh, NBA preseason's coming to an end here. You know, we start next week. 
And I don't know what's the exciting thing right now for a team like the Jazz or yeah. whoever. I, I mean, I hear more people talking about the Suns, the Nuggets, the Lakers, uh, certainly Harden and the Clippers, you know, things like that, than I do the Jazz. I agree. Uh, Valvez, by the way, on Twitch says, hey, what's up? What's up? How are you? Good to see you. Connor Tulin, what's up with you? Uh, Tarrant County boy. YouTube TV getting more expensive, and it's uh, and I think there's going to be a, a ceiling where people are just not willing to pay it. I think there's going to be a ceiling where people are not willing to pay it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's sooner or later or, um, I yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Matthew Farmer for five dollars or no, excuse me, uh, two months, a member for two months. I should learn to read. Uh, TCU with a freshman made the Cougs look so meh. TCU's got a good freshman quarterback. Culture change coming in in Fort Worth. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kenneth Maynard for $5. Gonzaga to the Big 12 is a smart move. The ACC adding UConn and Villanova would be a similar smart move for the future. Gonzaga. We'll see. I mean, I, I think it's just an ever-changing landscape. And, yeah. and again, I, I say it every time I talk about this with Oregon State and, and Washington State. They're just in a terrible spot. They're in a terrible spot because they both have earned – I think far more than than what they're getting, and I think they've earned more, and I think they deserve more, and I just don't think there's a way to get them more. Yeah, not right now. And you know, it's funny the way the the universes work. I do believe that that Karma will come back around to help Washington State, Gonzaga, or excuse me, Washington State and Oregon State, because I think if you merge with the Mountain West, I think you're in a power position. And I know Oregon State and Washington State fans don't want to hear that. But I think if you merge with the Mountain West, you have almost a, a, a direct route to a 12-team college football playoff. Yeah, and I, and I think you got to look past, you know, any type of stigma or any type of negative energy uh, in relation to the Mountain West. The Mountain West is a really good conference. And I know it's not a, a quote-unquote power conference, right? It's obviously a group of five conference, but I – I, I think if you're Oregon State and Washington State, I, I don't know that you could ask for any better, assuming that, uh, you know, a reimagined pack gets the auto qualifier. Now, obviously, obviously, it goes without saying, hey, you could get an at-large bid and do an expanded college football playoff. Absolutely. But I think if you could have both opportunities, if you could win the conference and auto bid in or have, you know, uh, and at large, like I, that's a great opportunity for you. And Oregon State and Washington State, even with their some of their issues, more Washington State than Oregon State. You know that defense. You know Cam Ward's inconsistencies. Like, dude, even with those, I still think you, you guys are both the best teams in what would be that conference. Yes. So that's why I say, like, get past. Oh, it's the Mountain West. Who cares? Get past that and say, hey, now we've got opportunity here and we don't have top five teams standing in our way. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I, I certainly think Oregon State and Washington State are going to find their way through this. I mean, they 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 are they have made all the right moves so far. I think they're going to win this this negotiation with the exiting 10 members. It's just a matter of time. Delaric for $5. College basketball needs two things. Uh, basketball versions of Dion and NBA put an age limit like the NFL. So no more talent goes to uh, college basketball, but hopefully NIL will help. I, 
I think the problem is it's not an age limit in the NFL. It's a physical capabilities limit in the in the NFL. I think in college basketball, we're, we've seen it time and again with Kobe, LeBron. I think we see it a little less because maturity has become such a big problem with the explosion of social media. Mm-hmm. But guys like Ja, guys like – and Ja went to college, obviously, but – you look at the problems that guys have had on social media, Zion with these strippers and the pregnancies and it, 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 jaw with the guns. and. Well, I think the most recent one or one of the most recent ones was Kai Jones in, in Charlotte. I mean, you're one of the most athletic young players in the league and you're throwing it away because you want to make some videos. Like I, I, You're just not ready. Yeah, you're not ready, man. There's so many more pitfalls now. Um, but I agree with you. I think NIL, this NIL hearing stuff today was a complete waste. I mean, and it was the best set. At least we didn't have, what's the right way to say it? it at least we didn't have fandom mm. overtaking the committee today. But I, I just don't, legislation for NIL is so far away. I mean, the, the NCAA today asking for, uh, you know, antitrust protections because of NIL. And come on, it, it, I'm so frustrated with NIL. Uh, I really, it's really disappointing. And I guess I shouldn't say, I guess it's, it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. Yeah. The way that, the way that NIL has gotten corrupted. Well, and I, and I think that we all know the way these different parties are, are going to operate when it comes to making their case. You, you know, the NCAA body itself is going to want to keep as much control as it can and get protections and do all these things. And then you also know that, you know, the 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 players and the universities are going to want, um, you know, more flexibility, more more ability to, you know, quote unquote, legally put together NIL yeah. deals. Yeah. And, and I think it's it's incredible to me that in business you have what's supposed to be the managing body of of college athletics going directly against the the wishes of its people, essentially. That's amazing to me. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, let's see. Um, where is – boy, we have got a lot of comments today. We appreciate all of you. Um, where is Matt Ritson for $2? Need to dump the NIT and CBI tournaments. Only need 68 teams. Um, does anybody watch the CBI? I mean, the NIT's at least got history, right? The NIT at least has history. But, you know, who knows? Um, let's see. John Holmes says, uh, F you, Monty, you're wrong again. Okay. Okay, John. Okay. Well, always average to it's see okay, you. It's okay, man. Always Good to average see you. to see you. Mike Smith says, uh, Jacobites do not support George. Jacobites do not support George. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Phoenix is going to lose their team, Jeff Woodworth says. I really hope the Coyotes can figure it out there. I mean, it, it, the, the scary thing is I think there is a real and legitimate chance that the Coyotes and the Diamondbacks leave Phoenix. Because I, I – water in that uh, – yeah, don't even get me started. Yeah. OG Gary, nah, I just drank some Powerade, not thirsty here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's hydrate everybody. You can't tell me you wouldn't be excited about an NHL team in Salt Lake. Come on, dude. I, would we support it? I certainly would. Well, I would, yeah, but we're hockey fans. But w- would the would the state of Utah support NHL hockey? I don't think so. We all talk about it. We all get excited about it. But you have a phenomenal team in Utah, the Utah Grizzlies. 
And do, is it like they routinely sell out? Well, here's the thing, though. I, I think that there's a difference, obviously, number one, between the NHL and the ECHL, number one, just in terms of prestige and, like, how the masses view it, right? Like, you know, if you said to someone, hey, yeah, like, we're going to have an NHL team here. Oh, great. Okay, cool. But how many Avalanche fans live in, in Salt Lake City? How many people know that the Utah Grizzlies feed the the Colorado Avalanche? Well, probably not as many as they probably should. So we can we can have a whole discussion about like marketing and exposure yeah. and telling the story. But the reality of the situation is, is if you put an NHL team in in Vivint Arena where the Jazz play, I think that would do just fine. Now, would that would everyone support? I don't know, but but I think you'd have enough support. I guess is my point. Like. There is definitely a thirst for one more. And I don't think baseball is the one that I don't think would do well here. I, I, oh, I, I think, think that's exactly right. Yeah. I think baseball would not survive. No. And so that would be a huge mistake. Yeah. And I listen, I understand. Yeah, there's trust me when I say that. Uh, but Las Vegas driveaways survive very well here in the great state of Jitta. Uh, our Las Vegas driveway presented by Sound Sleep Medical. You guys, it's amazing. Um, how many people have asked questions the last day about Sound Sleep Medical? Snoring is a huge issue, and I know a lot of people are embarrassed to talk about it, and I know a lot of our viewers asked questions yesterday. We had Matt Deering from Sound Sleep Medical on the show. They are our presenting partner with um, our Las Vegas driveway where you get two tickets to see the Raiders and the Vikings. You get uh, two nights in a hotel, one of the best steak dinners you're ever going to have at Mastro's Ocean Club at City Center it is just going to be phenomenal. You get a $100 uh, Visa gift card to pay for gas. Like, we're hooking you up with a trip to Las Vegas. And very few people ask me about the trip. A ton of people ask me about how they can get help with snoring. And I understand it's embarrassing and people don't want to talk about it. But you guys, if you want to go to Vegas and see the Raiders, it's December uh, 9th and 10th. Um, the game is on the 10th. Um, Go to Sound Sleep Medical slash Monty and sign up for their uh, free sleep evaluation. You have to go and execute that. And what happens is you go in and they give you a device and you take it home and it evaluates your sleep. It is that simple. But if you're somebody that snores and I've heard so many stories about how, hey, my wife sleeps in our guest room because I snore so loudly or you don't have to deal with that anymore. Sound Sleep Medical has a small, easy device. It's a mouthpiece. If you go to their website, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty, you'll see this small mouthpiece that is not a CPAP machine. It's not loud. It's not tubes. It's not bacteria, and you've got to disinfect it, and you can't travel with it. Mm -hmm. No, friends. This is a custom medical device that your insurance will cover, that you put in your mouth that's fit for you, that replaces... A, a CPAP machine. And what it does is it puts your jaw in the optimum position so that your airway is not blocked so you don't snore anymore. And it is amazing how many people have been helped by this. And what do they all say? It saved my marriage. It helped my relationship. It helped my marriage. We, we got to sleep in the same bed again. It helped our love life. It helped our friendship. Like all these things because snoring drives a wedge between you and your wife and the intimacy goes away because she's sleeping in a different room. Take care of it today. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. I am so excited about this drive away. We have always, you know, on this show, we have always told you that um, we recognize how important you guys are. Without you, we don't have a show. Without the people that um, love this show and hate this show, we don't have a show. 
Um, so we always try to get back to you. You know, if you remember, we did all those ticket giveaways in the fall uh, to send you to see Texas and Baylor and to see Oregon and Texas Tech and BYU's first home game. BYU's in the Big first home game in the Big Twelve. Utah and Colorado. Like, we want to get back to you guys. This is how we're doing it. We want to give you this trip is valued at over fifteen hundred bucks, and it's yours free. All you have to do is go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for their sleep study. Take a screenshot that you did it. DM Jake, SLC Jake, on Twitter or Instagram. You can DM me, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Give us a screenshot that you signed up. It's soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty, and you are entered to win. Now, if you really want a shot to win, be in our members-only Instagram group. Because if you're in that group and you sign up for the sleep study, you get 25 to 1 entries into the Las Vegas driveway. 25 to 1 for all of our members who are in the, the members-only content, $9.99 a month, hit join, and then sign up, for the, uh, sign up for the sleep study. That's right, friends. You can win a trip to Vegas. Maybe that's where you and your wife launch, man. Yes. I'm telling you, it is going to be amazing. I am so stoked to give you guys that trip. Um, Tony, the Tonster. Hey, Tone. You know what they say? If it ain't left, it ain't right. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 Raider Mark, I started using my mouth guard again to stop my sleep apnea. Need to check out theirs. Mine pulls my lower jaw too, too much forward. Yeah. Hook it up. Soundsleepmedical.com. Soundsleepmedical.com. Um, let's see. NBA uh, Commissioner Salty Drunk. Dude, what are your, your OKC Thunder doing? Are you trying to win or are you trying to accumulate draft picks? Because they've got 50 million picks in the next five years. Clearly, international members are not important to you jerks. Well, hey, man, if you want to fly yourself from Australia, I'm happy to, <coughs> happy to hook you up. You know. Happy to hook you up. Uh, Bob Holsey. Cal doesn't have a grant of rights. They have a grant of lefts. Oh, sweet! So like a grant, like because it's California, so they're they're liberal. L- oh, laugh, laugh. see you there, Bob. See, see you there. there. Okay. Oh, you know, you know. Uh, Utah and Colorado. Utah. 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 Uh, Bob made a funny. Mike Smith saying, "Oh, Bobby made a funny." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, Tarrant County boy, trick or treat, tea bag. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, NIL is keeping kids in school. That would have traditionally tried the draft. Oh, I think there's definitely something to that. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something to that. Uh, Robert Fowler, not cool to cuss at Monty. Uh, you can cuss at me if you want. Listen, I, I'm all I'm all good. Like, if you guys disagree or whatever it is, and I didn't see who was cussing at me, so that's fine. Uh, I'm just telling you guys, it does not um, – it just it, it is what it is. I mean, it, welcome to America, man. Yeah, I, I I'm happy. All comments are welcome. Uh, but what if it's straight instead of left or right? I that's a tough one. Uh, SLC can't wait for MLB or ice hockey. Move to Denver. No, Utah is superior. De- you, yeah, don't don't move to Utah. Yeah, don't move to Utah, dude. You know, you know. Uh, John Holmes back again. There are much better shows for college football and realignment. Yet here you are, yeah. John. Always good to see you. And you subscribe because our comment section is subscriber only. Uh, Northeast. 
The NFL is less legit than WWE, any Ohio Boise State fan. Okay. Do you think so? Come on. I don't I, – I, are, we, are, are we really going to have to have the – Tinfoil well, man is back in the chat. The NFL is scripted. Infowars.com. They have missed some terrible – my God. Some terrible penalties. Tarrant County boy, the toilet turns the other way in Australia. Fun fact. Commissioner, is that Empty. true? The opposite of full. Is that true? You live in Melbourne, Australia. Salty drunk, let us know. Carrie Lee, I can't see Phoenix uh, will lose the Coyotes. There are plenty of hockey fans. Even ASU has a hockey team now that uh, is joining the NCHS next year. But the problem is you don't have a stadium. You can't get funding. And there has not traditionally been season ticket support for the Coyotes. Yeah, but I think that that's because of where their stadium was located, dude. I I think that if you know the Valley in Phoenix, you understand that Glendale is pretty unattainable. I think Glendale is very unattainable. <laughs> it's far. Yeah. So it is It is absolutely you far. You put that thing in the heart of Scottsdale, you'd have season tickets for days. Yeah. Uh, Raider Mark said, just went to the website. Nice. Appreciate that. Nice. Uh, real world nation gaming clips. Stanford pissed me off last Friday. Way to go, Colorado. It wasn't hard. Yes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, but who are you guys excited about to watch on TV? Because I think this is really interesting. Did you guys see the TV ratings? And did you see the schedules? Let's start with the TV ratings. You want to see some wild stuff? Wild, wild stuff. Okay, Oregon and Washington, the game of the week, drew 7 million viewers. USC, Notre Dame. Okay, second biggest game, 6.43. A&M in Tennessee, 4 million. Indiana, Michigan, 3.5 million. Bama, 3.4 million. Two of the worst teams in the Pac-12. Wait, that can't be right. Drew 3.29 million? Do you believe? What? Is that true? That can't be true. What? Colorado has 45 and three-quarter million views? I'm for real. On television? More Double the amount of USC, Oregon, Washington. I'm are, real. Are you sure? That's a massive, massive number. Uh, and then you look at this graphic right here. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Oregon and Utah are on Fox. Okay. 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 1230 Pacific time okay. on, on Fox. Okay. Uh, USC. USC. Okay. Uh, they might, One o'clock. Okay. AB, oh. Pac-12 Network. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Okay, well, Washington. Washington at Stanford. Okay, Washington, Heisman Trophy likely winner. Okay, this has got to be ESPN or AB. FS1. Look here, man. What the hell is going on? Oh, that's right. 5.30 Mountain Time, 4.30 Pacific. Wait, isn't that 7.30 Eastern on ABC? Colorado at UCLA. Colorado is getting the 7.30 Eastern kickoff on ABC. Do you believe? Oregon, Washington, and USC are not. <coughs> That's wild. Dude. Wild. That Colorado and UCLA, nobody cares about UCLA with all due respect. And with all due respect. And you're putting Colorado in prime? 
who just got boat raced by Stanford in the second half and blew a 29-point lead, you're putting them on ABC and East Coast primetime. With all due respect. Oregon State and Arizona on ESPN at 7.30 Pacific, which is uh, Pac-12 after dark. Um. Washington State and Arizona State on Pac-12 Network. Yet Colorado's on ABC. Dude, that's wild. That's a flex is what that is. That is wild. That, that's Dion saying it doesn't matter if we win or lose, we draw. Am I crazy? Yeah. Am I crazy for saying that people want to watch Dion? Oh, hell yeah, they do. And the networks want Colorado, and I don't they don't care win, lose, or draw. They want Dion and Colorado on their on their televisions. Well, and the reality of the situation is if you looked at their schedule preseason, you knew Colorado was gonna go on the roller coaster, right? I mean, nobody saw three and oh right out the gates happening, but I think we all understood that their early season schedule was where most of their wins were going to come from if they were going to get to three wins because that's what the conversation was. And so now with where they're at, they do that winning early in the season. They get they get stomped by Oregon. Then this 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 Stanford game, you know, happens. Uh and now in an, in you know, in a certain way losing is good for the program, right? I mean, you're still making unreal money because of your tv viewership even when you lose because you lose in ridiculous fashion up 29 nothing at the half and then you lose 46 43 wild like that's that is why they're in in the prime time slot and i can't believe i'm saying this but yeah i expect wild things to happen in colorado games i'm not saying that means they're gonna win i'm just simply saying you're gonna see crazy stuff happen when totally agree you know, Prime and company take the field against whoever. Totally agree. I and would expect them to lose to UCLA. Yeah. I would expect them to, to lose to UCLA. But how chip would it be to lose to Colorado? I, I don't know, man. I think it's really interesting to me that here we sit. It is October 17th, and Colorado is f- whatever they are. And they're on primetime TV. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Casey Anthony, Wow. Casey Holy Anthony got away dude. with it. We've missed you, dude. How can Wazoo? Yeah, how can Wazoo be taken seriously after Saturday, dude? Dude, bro, hold One. on, hold on, dude. This is your first comment in like ten days, and there's no Jagoff reference. You think you can? It's kind of disappointing. You think you can just come back into the program and not have that kind of reference? Come on, dude. Kind of disappointing. Come on. We expect worse of you. Jeez. Uh, how- <laughs> How can Wazoo be taken seriously after Saturday? Yeah. Uh, because Noah Fafita is a stud. That's how. Um, I don't know. You got. I, I mean, Arizona. I don't know. That's I think that's a loss, that. Dude. Well, it is. It is. I, I don't dispute that. But I would also say that Arizona is better than people thought. And I think when you, I, the hard part is that game was at in Pullman. Mm-hmm. You're at home if you're Wazoo. You can't get boat raced by Arizona or anybody else. But Fafita is a really good quarterback, yeah. and I think Jed Fish has those dudes running through brick walls. But you know what, Casey? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, big blue horses. Bad leadership almost put Utah in with Oregon State and Washington State. But see, I don't think that's, that's just true. That's not true. I don't think that's true. I think that when you look at Taylor Randall, the president at Utah, and Mark Harlan, the athletic director, they waited as long as they could wait. They stayed as long as they could stay. And what did they do at the very last moment when they knew that, hey, man, 
the roast is done and the potatoes are ready. We got to go. And they went. And I think that's outstanding leadership. I don't think that's questionable leadership. I think they supported the Pac-12 as long as they could. Uh, I think they did exactly what they said they would do. Taylor Randall, throughout that process, no matter what the great radio wizard in the Northwest says, Taylor Randall was never the guy that said, we, I demand $50 million. That's complete and utter trash. Trash. And it's, I just don't believe it to be true. Yeah. And I've heard the exact opposite, and I just don't, I don't think, in, in my opinion, that anybody handled this disaster in the Pac-12, putting it nicely, better than Taylor Randall at Utah. He showed leadership. He communicated. He was a calming influence. He, he built bridges between universities and presidents that do not like each other that were very, very diametrically opposed. I think Taylor Randall at Utah did everything that he needed to do. And I, I think Taylor Randall's one of the reasons that you got a positive outcome, Yeah, in my opinion. Uh, Jimmy Autzen for $2. If Prime came to Colorado last year, would they be Big Ten? I think there's a real chance of that. Yes, I think that's a very good question. And I've heard that more than once. Yeah, That if he had been there, and there had been this level of buzz, I think there is a chance that the Big Ten is at 22 day. And I think the other, uh, there would have been, an, and I'm not going to go that far, but I think that they would have taken Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and somebody else. And I think you're exactly right. I think you are exactly right. Um, let's see. John Holmes, you're lying. I do not and never will subscribe. Okay, well, you you can say what you would like, it's sir. The subscribers I mean, only chat. It's fast. You dude. can uh, listen, man. I, John, I don't know if, if you're upset and you don't want to be here. Don't be here, man. I appreciate that you're commenting. I appreciate that you are, um, you know, that you are helping and that you are, you know, pushing us into the algorithm, dude. I love that. Yeah, dude. You know, and if if you're unhappy with it, please feel free to to do as you like, man. If, if uh, again, and I, I'm being serious, you guys, if our show is not for you, I, I appreciate that you stopped by. I appreciate that you guys have, um, you know, supported our show and, and, and whatnot. I, I appreciate you. Yeah. And if this show's not for you, okay. Hey, thanks for coming by, man. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. We appreciate that you guys have, have, you know, have done what you've done. So knock yourself out. Uh, YouTube channel subscription is not the same as paying for membership. It is not. No. And hey, man, if you don't want to subscribe to our channel, don't. I just confirmed. I just confirmed that it is subscribers only commenting. So to yeah. comment, you have to be a subscriber of the show. So I appreciate, I pre John, I appreciate you being here, man. Good. Best of luck to you. Uh, Ron Nolan, Colorado State beating boys, scoring 21 points in the last four minutes, 31-30, unbelievable, great game. It was a great game. It absolutely was a great game. There is, there is uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Dakota Tubbs, the Monty Show is an acquired taste. For some it is, absolutely. Listen, I, I don't think – I think people forget. If sports talk is all rah-rah, yes, sir, yes, sir, oh, man, this show's amazing, you're probably not saying much. 
you're probably not doing much. If everybody loves you or everybody hates you, you're doing something wrong. Totally agree. And listen, I, I am I am all for our show is not everybody's cup of tea. And clearly, I, I'm going to guess that you're, you know, one way or the other. I'm going to guess that you are a fan of Washington State or Oregon State. You don't seem that inclined to want to have the conversation. But, hey, man. It's all good. That's cool. That That's cool, man. I, I It's up to you. Alex Rea. What's up, Alex? Good to see you. Colorado, most popular 4-8 team ever. Seriously. Seriously. You're not even wrong, dude. Dude. Uh, you're not you're not wrong in any way, shape, or form. And by the way, isn't is it not incredible that four and eight would be overachieving for Dion in his first year? I, I mean, think people would love it if they were four. And I mean, eight. he's ex- he's excelling at that point. You were one and eleven last year. He's brought you three additional wins in an incredibly difficult conference. And by the way, that's probably six seven wins if they're not screwing games away. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Tone. Hey, Tone. Taylor Swift is cooler than Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz <laughs> cheated a lot more times in college. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, man. Uh, let's see. Daniel Dixon, Monty Show is my favorite show to watch. Appreciate that. And I, you, again, you guys, I appreciate all of your comments. Yeah. And you guys have supported the show. Art, for those of you that are new to the show, a year ago, I, I think we had 5,000 subscribers. <laughs> like, We've had an unbelievable run through the last year. 2023 has been amazing, and I just appreciate everybody who's here. It's awesome. Jim R., Monty's show doesn't taste like chicken. It does not. Much more like fish. Stale fish. Johnny Gonzalez. Uh, Monty brings variety. Sorry he can't be the flagship for one team or your team only. That's just not the way we've ever. We're always going to talk about the biggest stories in sports. We are. And generally, time flies on this show. There's one hour down, two to go on the Monty Show. As always, the official energy provider of the Monty Show is BuckedUpBuckedUp.com. Dude, we blew right through our usual buckshot time here. We did. But look at what look what I have there, yeah, friends. Yeah, that thing's pretty, dude. Look at that. Brand look at new, that thing. Brand new shaker cup I always tell you guys about on the show. There's In the link below, there's a free sample. Yeah, and I don't want to hear Utah fan or Texas Tech fan saying we're not representing. My guy over here easily could have got an ugly-ass Oregon Green Cup, okay? That's the shaker I always tell you about. There's the whatever the, you call it, the mixer ball. Um, and the best thing I love about this is you can take the post out if you don't want it. Uh, if You just put it back in there. You put your supplements in there. You close it, and this thing is bulletproof, you guys. I'm for real. I love the fact that it doesn't open and close easily, so it doesn't spill. Yeah. Um, I, I take a bucked up, buck, uh, bucked up shaker cup to the gym every morning. I put uh, racked BCAs in it and uh, six-point creatine, and I fill it up with water, and I drink it by the time I'm about three-quarters of the way through my workout, and it's the greatest shaker ever, and it's free right now in the description below. Make sure you uh, hook it up, and you can get yourself a free shaker uh, with any supplements of your choice. They have uh, supplement samples in the description below. Hook it up. Uh, you get three. I got my wife uh, her non-stim pre-workout, uh, which she loves, and that's the thing about Bucked Up. They make a product that works for everybody. Lots of caffeine, a little caffeine, no caffeine. Name it. Uh, my favorite product has been for years, uh, or for over a year now, I guess, since they came out, Buckshot. 
200 milligrams of caffeine and a bunch of brain food in a bottle, and it makes a huge difference. Uh, whether you're golfing, working, uh, maybe you have a long drive. Hit a buckshot, you're going to feel better. It's that simple. This is Blue Raz. I love it. It's got a very berry flavor to it. Um, use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off at checkout. When you use the promo code MONTY, you guys, uh, a case of Buckshot is $24. Incredible. It is a big discount. Um, they give you 20% off at checkout. It covers all your shipping. Hook it up, buckedup.com. Get the free shaker and samples in the description below. And get the best shaker cup in the business. Yeah, and then get your ass into the comment section. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. NBA Commissioner Salty Drunk Monty, please don't make that hand gesture with the buckshot. <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, uh, you know, what happened was... You know. Uh, I don't think Fickle is the answer at Wisco. Ryan, why, Ryan? I think it takes time to build a program... I think Luke, Luke Fickle is a hell of a coach. You know what's interesting is like him and Matt Rule have both been pretty quiet this year, and, I, and I'm not saying that anyone expected them to do a whole hell of a lot, but like typically, yeah. like like if you look at Lincoln, and it's probably not a great comparison just because it's SC versus Wisconsin and Nebraska, but but even Lincoln going to SC, like at least he's in the conversation. Love him or hate him, you know, performance aside, he's in the conversation. Those two just aren't even in the conversation like at all, and and I don't know, I, I don't know if that's hey it's going to take two seasons to weed out our roster and like we've got all this stuff we got to dig out from under or what, but I just at least I was never expecting to be you know college football playoff or big time bowl game teams, but at least just be relevant, at least be around. But I, I think more, the Mordecai injury is a big deal at Wisconsin. Let's not kid ourselves, but being four and two. And winning, now you've lost to the best teams you faced and you still got what Ohio State left on your schedule. They're going to a bowl. I mean, Wisconsin is is going to get better. Nebraska is a much tougher hill to climb. I mean, mm -hmm. you're just not talented in Lincoln right now, and that's going to take time. But Trev Alberts and Matt Rule are going to get that right. And I think those are the two right guys. What makes you say that about Luke Fickle? I'm interested because I, I'm a huge believer and Luke Fickle, wow, Sean Mirzinski, where have you been, well, sir? Well, well, well. You guys are a bunch of casuals. We are. Huh? Um, You're casual. Jeff Woodworth, I'm here for the fart drops. The fart drops. <laughs> Is that all we're here for? I'm here for the fart drops. Okay. Uh, Scott of Greywater. Wow, Scott. Let's Dude, go. Bro, what are we getting let's the, go. the band back together today? I mess with y'all, but it really pisses me off that y'all didn't give sheer credit for breaking the Utah leaving news. Then y'all took credit for it. It's whatever, though. I, I don't. I listen. I, I think there is. There's so much news out there. One, I don't follow Jason Shear. Um, we had small interactions with Jason Shear. He was unhappy that we broke news on Sean Miller when we were in Phoenix. Sorry to let that sorry that happen. Not really. Right? I mean, we we won the the talk show of the year in Phoenix on that story pretty much. Like it, it is it is what it is. Yeah. Dude, we we have 
top of the mountain sources at Utah. If anybody believes, and I, I don't know if this is what you're saying or not, but if you think that we're taking credit for somebody else's reporting on Utah, we don't need anybody else's reporting on Utah. Yeah. Like we, I, obviously I'm not going to tell you who we talk to, but there's pretty much no higher source at Utah than the people we talk to. And we, if you go back and watch that show, not only did we not steal it for him, the phone rang while we were on the air. Yeah. It's on tape. So if you, I don't remember that date, but it is what it is. If you want to go and watch that show, go find it. They, they, the people at Utah quite literally rang my phone during the show. So there's no way he would have had it first. And I don't care if he had it first. Yeah. I didn't know he had it first. And I don't have an ax to grind with Jason Shear. Guys like Jason Shear, do you know how hard it is to do what they do? And I can't, if he's with 247 or Rivals or I don't recall. But do you understand how hard it is to do that job? Do you understand how little money you make? starting out at the level that Jason Shear started out at, and he's he's grown a business. I don't have an ax to grind with Jason Shear, but the idea that we needed to steal somebody else's information yeah. is wild because we're at the top of the food chain there. And last time I checked, we were the ones at Big 12 Media Day talking to certain individuals, not Jason Shear. And we were the ones who have top-of-the-mountain contacts. Not him. And again, we I don't even view Jason Shear as competition. Frankly, I don't he view works anyone. works in a completely different sphere I, than I don't do. view anyone as competition. We're focused on us. So if it upsets you or if you somehow think that 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 we're stealing stuff, then that's uh, that's on you. But I, I would can, go back. I would go yeah. back. Watch the, what we've reported on Utah. And you point to me how we've been wrong on anything. I And, and Scott... You've been a longtime viewer of this show. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We we told you from the jump, hey, Utah and the Big 12 were in conversations. And off the top of my head, because I haven't gone back and looked at it in six weeks, but hey, Utah and the Big 12 are in conversations. They talked. They had extensive conversations. They exchanged data and information. They had in-person meetings. And Utah essentially said to the Big 12, Hey, we're going to work this out as long as we can in the Pac-12. We are loyal to our, our partners in the Pac-12. We have committed to allowing George Klyovkov and his team to go out and do the job that they're trying to do, that we have tasked them with doing. And when that became very clear that that was not going to happen, Utah moved. And they told us they were moving. We had daily conversations with Utah. How do you think, do you, like, do you think you just pull stuff out of the air? And do you think when you're stealing from other people, you get everything on a story, right? And by the way, the only other on question now. I would have is why would I go to an Arizona, uh, University of Arizona beat writer for Utah News? Yeah, I don't know why. Like, that why doesn't would make you do any that? sense, dude. If, if we were going to steal a Utah story, would we go to Jason Shear for it? No. Why would we do that? And by the way, he was spot on on Arizona and that dynamic and the situation. Like, he deserves credit for the work he's done. Yeah, it, but, I mean, if you look at – how do you think we knew what happened in the Arizona Board of Governors meeting or Board of Regents meeting? Who had that story first and by, like, 36 hours? Yeah. We did. Like, it, it's not accidental, man. Yeah. So, 
I, I'm glad you're here. I am glad you're here, man. I, I appreciate you being here, dude. And again, if, if you, if you have an ax to grind, please feel free. Uh, the Buffalo Hunter Monty's source at Utah is Lisa Wilson. Well, now you lie detector it. test determined that was a lie. You know, uh, Sean Mirzinski, they called during the show. I was watching the stream. Yeah. Quite literally. We're like on the show yeah. and my phone rings and it is my, it is my guy at Utah. And I mean, it's, it's on tape. Uh, Derek Roche. I think Taylor Randall is Monty's source. You may never know. Uh, boss frog. Hi guys. What's shaking? What's up boss? Hey, you don't say hi to me anymore, dude. No. What? Like the trend you bucking the trend. Nope. Come on, dude. Um, I deserve special treatment. Phil Fenzer. Jason Shears, a jackoff. He's not though. I don't know. Jay that this is the other thing. Jason and I have never met. We've yeah. never spoken. He got into me, I think on DMS once or something, or told somebody that like, it just doesn't matter, dude. It's during not... the whole Sean Miller FBI yeah. wiretap scandal thing that everybody said was not true. And well, what do you know? <laughs> Turns out it's true. Um, Phil, I, I don't know him. Taylor Randall paid the Monty show 50 million to post the Utah news. Right. You know, uh, dude, I was in your chat when it happened. Oh, were you really? Then you then what makes you think we stole it from Jason? Yeah, then what are you Here. then what are you talking about, man? What are you man? talking about? Yeah. Like, you know. Uh it's fair, a member of the show for 7 months. Let's, Let's go, go. Baby. it's fair. Uh y'all have been great in Bill self we trust. Well, you guys got a free pass on on all of that. Mhm. Mm um Kyle Wilson, Monty and Jake are greatly understanding the damage joining the Mountain West will do to Oregon State and Washington State. Um, the transfer portal will kill us in the Mountain West ever growing, going to earn the same as the pack makes now. Well, I, I think that depends. Here's the question. What is the pack really earning now? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had so many missteps with your TV deal. You've had so many missteps with things like Comcast, uh, the holiday bowl lawsuit. Yeah. And All if you, if you think in, in the comment, Kyle's saying it, like, if you think that, this TV deal is not going to get renegotiated and get bumped yeah. up to probably, I mean, you're not going to be making 25, but I would expect you to be in the teens, certainly. Yeah. Uh, and if you think that that Oregon State and Washington State are not going to get additional shares of that revenue because of who they are in comparison to who the Air Force is, like, you're out of your mind. Like, they're going to get paid more money in the Mountain West, and I haven't even talked about bowl game appearances or if they ever decide they want to improve in basketball. Like there, there are if opportunities. If you're Oregon State, yeah, you're one one season away from the college football playoff in the Mountain West. Yeah, once that's it, one season. Yeah, and I think it's a short term fix. It's not a ten year sentence, man. And I think the hard part is 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 it a step back from where you were in the Pac-12? The problem is the Pac-12 doesn't put teams in the college football playoff because you're watching it play out in front of your face. The conference feeds on each other. Yeah, The scheduling's horrendous. What have you always been? Think of it this way, and this is why I think, Kyle, that, that our takes disagree with your standpoint a little bit. I've always looked at the, the Pac-12 from in terms of Oregon State and Washington State, from their perspective – I've always seen it as, hey, you're never getting out of that conference into the playoff because you are not going to beat Oregon and Washington yeah. and Utah regularly enough for that to be an opportunity. So so to me, 
Yeah, sure. Is going from 25 million to, in my opinion, you know, when it's all said and done, probably let's just call 15 million for Oregon State and Washington State. Is that a step back? Okay, sure, it's a step back. But what happens when you get into an expanded playoff? What happens when you make that first appearance? And the other question I have is, let's not call it a step back until we know the financial model. Yeah. Because I, I have heard repeatedly that there is not going to be a traditional grant of rights in this reimagined Pac-12. It's one of the things that Scott Barnes and President Schultz have fought for is that they want a very different revenue model. And mm-hmm. I think they, they want the ability to leverage their partnership assets I mean, you look at look at yourselves at, at Research Stadium, dude. They want to be able to leverage all of that. They want to be able to – one of the things that I think is really critical are these one-off games. Like, how much money did Iowa make on that women's basketball game? A ton. And Oregon State needs to be able to think outside of the box like that. Oregon State might want to win basketball games again mm-hmm. because tournament, tournament units are a massively important thing. Yep. But you look at just as a basketball or as a football proposition, take basketball out of it, Oregon State has the opportunity because they're winning games to continue to recruit at a very high level. And the other thing I would address is everybody's trying to run out these rumors that Oregon State and Washington State are telling recruits they're going to the Big 12. I have not been able to substantiate that not one time. Yeah. Not one time from any coach, from any player, from any recruiting service. I've not been able to to verify that. And I have tried and tried and tried. And I think if you are Oregon State, Washington State's in a different spot. I think Kirk Schultz does not have a great relationship with a lot of administrators. From what I've been told, I think Kirk Schultz has done a great job in this Pac-2 situation. But... I think Oregon State would dominate the Mountain West and I think would be in a position to to have that auto bid because I think it's going to be an auto bid. I do. Uh, I think you'd be in a great position. You're going to be you're going to be one of the highest ranking teams whether you're a G5 or however you wind up being classified because I do think you're going to be a power 5 program for the next 2 years no matter what. Mhm. I think you're in a position where Oregon State will be fine. Oregon State will be fine. I think you will make more money. Within five years, you will be making more money than you ever made in the Pac-12 in any one single year. It's just a matter of building business. Uh, the Tater Man, no love or hate for either Monty's show or Sheer. Monty did crack the Utah story when they got that call while the show was live. Sheer had a lot of info on Arizona and Arizona State. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Jay, I, I think people... We've got to stop saying, well, he shocks and that show sucks. Shows don't suck. You either like it or you don't like it. Okay, yeah. cool. Jason Shear is not, you're not, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, there's one guy, and I think you guys know who that is, that we've said, that's just completely not in, in this universe of things that were said. That's crazy. Jason Shear's not a bad dude. 
Uh, Boss Frog says, hi, Jake. Hey, dude. Dude, it's good to see you. Welcome to the show today, man. Thanks. <laughs> You're absolutely ridiculous. But Air Force is the best team in Colorado. Colorado. Air Force is a great story right now, but that's strength of schedule, man. Um, the point is that as badly as the pack has been managed, it was getting us 20 plus million every year and getting us quality transfers and recruits. You don't get any of that in the mountain West. That's just not true, man. Yeah, it's not true. And I, and I think I, 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 if I were you like respectfully, I'm not, I'm not even trying to fight with you. I just would reevaluate what you're looking at here. Cause I, I'm telling you, you got to have faith in your next opportunity. The reality is the pack 12 as it's currently constituted is dead. It, you're, if it's going to survive, it'll be in a new form and fashion and you need to look forward. Stop looking back. Yeah, I agree. Aaron Wilson gifting another Monty Show membership. Let's go, Aaron. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, Boss Frog says I've been. In, uh, the book has been treating me well lately. Share the wealth, dude. You have been on a tear like yeah, the few hot, will ever realize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I could ever be like you on Prize Picks, I'd be rich. Yeah, PrizePicks.com. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in ten minutes. I lost on Dak by a sliver last night. Oh, my God. It is what it is. Uh, Boss Frog sent me a Porsche. It did not last long on these West Virginia back roads. Mountain Mama don't love them Germans. You know. Uh, Santa Claus is back. Okay, Kevin. Okay. 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 We like it. Uh, Matt uh, says Mountain West sees the playoffs under the new format. Absolutely. Yes. yes and yes. Washington State and Oregon State would have as good. Look at the product they put on the field this year. Yes. Uh couple more on this then we got to roll uh washington state johnny says washington state oregon state will want to take a bigger share of the new grant of rights of yes, the newly merged conference as they should you know uh kyle wilson i'd rather lose in a power conference than win in a conference no one gives two shits about but the mountain west is not dude what are you talking about yeah yeah it's a it's a difference of opinion you know like it, it just it is what it is uh randall appleton it's adorable how much praise you guys give yourself. Breaking news, your show is pathetic. Hey, man, that's cool, Randall. Once again, once again, let me just run it back out there. You subscribed to the show. You took the time to comment on the show. And I've seen your name in here before. So Thanks for the comment, yeah. dude. You know. Uh, Boss Frog says Notre Dame minus two and a half, 300 bucks. Was it Notre Dame or was it, and I, I'm a Notre Dame Why fan. Why would you do this to yourself? Was it, was it Notre Dame? Dude. Was it, was it our mother, Notre Dame? Notre Dame, our mother. Or was it USC? Because that, I think that is a, that is a very big question. That is a, that is a very, very big question. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that we, I don't know that we know the answer to that. I truly don't know that we know the answer to that. All I do know is. You look at the top 25, and I think it's hysterical that Notre Dame's up to 15th again, six spots against what is not a great, what is not a great USC team. And I do think the bye week comes at a very good time. You roll into Pitt, Clemson, Wake, and Stanford at a very nice place in your schedule. Mm -hmm. And Notre Dame very, very likely is going to be a 10-win team. And, hey, if they finish 10-2, and two, you got a real shot at the playoff. You got a real shot at the playoff because you don't have to justify a 10-2 and two team being in the playoff. And with Brock Bowers out, is there anybody that's all that confident that, that Georgia is going to be there? Because I think Brock Bowers covered up a lot of ugliness. Man, like it is. Yeah. 
I that is a huge question mark. A huge question mark. Uh, NBA commissioner salty drunk. Monty, you read out the haters non-member comments. I read out a lot of the haters comments. I do. Yes, I do. But hey, man, you know, Pied Piper says a lot of haters today. Two of them, which is fine. I'm good. I'm good Dude, with that. Dude, if no one's hating, you're doing it wrong. Just yep. the reality. It does, I think people are like, oh, you can't read that. What do people think? Well, I mean, the truth is what it is, man. Not everybody's going to like you. And maybe maybe we need to come to terms with the fact that not everybody should like you. Yeah. Uh, USC are frauds. Totally agree with that. Uh, the frauds in what way? I mean, what, what really did we think SC was going to do this year? I go mean, to we, the college football playoff. That's what we thought they were going to do. Wow. That's what the expectation was. Yeah. Right? And until the Colorado game and until some of these crazy finishes, who who was wrong? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, you know, yeah. Mike Smith says flatbread. Nah, I'm not a flatbread guy. I'm not a but flatbread guy. But you did have guy. flats today. I did not have flats today. All <laughs> drums. <laughs> All drums. Uh, Tridaytrading.com. Slash Monty, uh, we've got to get into um, we've got to get into this BYU situation here for a moment. Um, but I want to remind you about our friends at TridayTrading.com. Uh, Mrs. Monty's in the program, man. Like we talked about it today. You know what I love about the program at TridayTrading.com? My wife was calling me frustrated because she's had a tough day at work. She's been really busy. She doesn't have time for day trading right now, so she's taken two days off. That's the beautiful part about the program at Triday Trading, it's on your speed. It's on your time. When you have time and, hey, I can do it 17 days in a row, knock yourself out. You want to get through the program as quick as possible? Great, let's do it. You need some time because you got a big project at work? Okay, cool. We'll talk to you soon. That's the best part. It's flexibility. It fits into your schedule because your schedule is the only schedule that matters. If it doesn't work in your schedule, what good is it? And the best part about TridayTrading.com is, and I cannot emphasize this enough, you get a 30-day trial membership for just a $10 charitable donation. So you give them $10, they give it to charity. They give you their entire program for 30 days. All their software, their coaching, their methods, their indicators, and you start trading right away. You start making trades, you start using the system, you start using the processes. It is a crash course on how to become a prolific day trader for 10 bucks. And it's, I'm telling you guys, no matter where you're listening to the show, you can do it. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. And when you're done with their program, they fund a trading account for you. You don't use your money. You use their money until you're ready to move on. And when you're ready to start using your money, great. But when you trade with their money, you can do that for a week, a month, a year, 10 years. When you make money with Triday Trading's money, they give you up to 80% of the profit. So when you're ready to take the training wheels off, knock yourself out, man. But until you are, TridayTrading.com is going to fund your account and help you trade and help you make money. Because when you make money, Triday Trading makes money. It makes the whole world go round until you're ready to strike out on your own. At TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, what do you guys think the What do you guys think the top of the mountain for BYU is? I'm very curious what the confidence level in BYU is because I think confidence at BYU has been shaken. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are when you are BYU and you haven't had Cody Epps all year 
your best wide receiver, I think, by far. You lose a guy like Ben Bywater, one of your most important defensive contributors. You lose him. He's out for the year. That's a crushing blow. What is your belief in a 4-2 BYU team? Because one of the interesting parts of the, the Twitterverse this week has been, well, BYU won't be bowl eligible. It's going to be close, dude, I have to say. Okay, so you have you have the boys from Lubbock coming to Provo this weekend. Who's the better team? I have to think Texas Tech, but has I mean, Texas Tech lived up to that? In Provo, I think it's BYU. I don't think Texas Tech has been good enough to justify saying that they should have the edge in Provo. Now, in Texas Tech land, okay, that's different, but it's not. It's in Provo. So I'm going to give BYU the benefit of the doubt on the Texas Tech game and say, hey, that's your fifth win. Okay, Ooh. so we've got one, two, three, four, then, five weeks. But then you go to Texas. Which is a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. You're going to go to West Virginia and lose. Five and three. Five and four. Iowa State, I would expect you to and, be. In Provo. That's where I think you're going to be bowl eligible. If you lose that game, Ooh. you will not be bowl eligible. So you're saying the two critical games are, are Texas Tech. Yes. Iowa State. Yes. Oklahoma comes to Provo on the 18th of November. You're losing Oklahoma. You don't get that benefit of the doubt. BYU goes to Stillwater for Oak State on the 25th of November. I don't like that game for BYU. Neither do I. I don't. I I, I don't like that game. I think that, you know, the, the thing that I learned in the Will Howard game for Oak State is the mullet is still capable of giving you things that is still capable of getting things out of his team that you haven't seen in the weeks before, which tells me, okay, we look at Oak State's schedule. What do they have? Well, you're going to go and lose to West Virginia at their place. <laughs> you're going to beat Cincinnati. I love how matter-of-fact you are. Well, you're going to go lose at their yeah, place. I mean, I, that's just my opinion. <laughs> if you win, that's great, but I don't think you're going to beat them at their place. But Ollie Gordon. Well, and I think he'll have to have a big game if they have any intentions of winning that game. But my point is, let's just say it plays out the way I think it will. Okay. For Oak State. Oak State. You're going to lose West Virginia. Okay, cool. So you're five and three. You're going to beat Cincinnati. You're six and you're six and three at that point, right? Then you're gonna then you're gonna be or you'd be five and five and three at that point. Then you're going to lose to Oklahoma. You're five and four. You're going to beat UCF. You're going to beat Houston. And in my opinion, you're going to beat BYU to finish eight and four. That's how I think their season pans out. That's what I would expect the mullet to be able to do to finish this year. And he's going to write this year off as another year where, yeah, we were bowl eligible, eight win team, slow start, but we finished strong. That's what I yeah. think your narrative is in Stillwater. But in Provo, yeah, I, I, I think I maintain if you're a BYU fan, don't play both sides of the fence. Cause as far as I'm concerned, BYU fans said this is a one win season coming into the big 12. They did. So to me, but what did we say? Where is, where is my, I think Mike Smith said uh, there was a comment right here. At the beginning of the season, Monty said that BYU should be doing great to win four games, so I would think anything above that is gravy. Which I agree. is where you are now. I so agree. So I look at the rest of the way here. I, you know, I, I'm inclined to say, okay, okay, I'll give you the nod at home in a tight one with Texas Tech. All right, great. So now you're five wins. You're overachieving. Losing to Texas, losing to West Virginia. You've got your sixth win with Iowa State, and I think that's it. And I think you're bowl eligible in the first year. Put a statue out front of Lavelle. 
because that's a damn good season for Kalani and company, especially after what last season was, and especially with all the 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 coaching turnover that you had to that you had to initiate if you were Kalani. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Pied Piper BYU goes five and seven this year. That TCU game destroyed their confidence. Mm, I don't know about that. I I, I think. I think you're underselling Kalani's ability to motivate his guys. I would agree. Uh, Cougar tracks four wins, eight losses. Ooh, so they're not going to yeah, win another gonna game. They're going to lose out. They're not going to win another game. Boss Frog says, uh, I will share my prop picks and what games I have action on Thursday. Ooh. Hoo-hoo. Dudes, take notes. Boss Frog has been on a tear. Heater. He, do you guys know? And, Boss, I hope I'm not saying anything out of turn here. Do you guys know that uh, – Boss Frog is banned from the sports books in Vegas because he's taken so much money off of them. I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. Do you know that Boss Frog, when he flies on a plane, that uh, he's not allowed to fly over Atlantic City? He's not allowed to fly over Vegas and he's not allowed to fly over South Lake Tahoe? But is he allowed to fly over the flyover conference? Because he just takes so much money from it. And they don't allow him in the truck stop conference. (laughs) (laughs) Boss Frog. No, he's not Chuck Norris, but he's close. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, try day drinking for 30 days and you'll be a charity. That's how that works. Uh, Are you Jagoffs? We are only about 600 away from hitting 40K. How about that? How about that? I'm telling you. Journeyman Southwest. Monty, what college football program has the most drama on and off the field? Oh, my God. Um, Program. Utah's got to be one of them with this. We were talking to some dudes, our golfing buddies today, and they were talking about Cam Rising. They're Ute fan. Cam (coughs) Rising. Like, Utah has a lot of drama. There's no no doubt about that. Um, I think for a while it was the mullet in in, uh, Stillwater. No, for a while it was first team all SRT. Oh, Georgia for sure. Texas, Texas Texas always. You know, um, Iowa State for a minute. Iowa with their suspensions. I mean, the off season was dominated by San Diego State there for at least a month. Michigan State with Mel Tucker. Yeah, Mister iPhone car activities. Um, You know, I yeah, I I think that. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Florida State certainly early in the year. The state Uh, school of Florida. Yeah, I think uh, Dillingham out in Tempe Dilly uh, was not amused early in the season no, when he, he had to not. tell his boys that they no, were playing not. for nothing. I knew today would be shitty. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you know? did, Kenny. So you know, I yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's there's been drama. Hell, hell, uh, Prime and Dan Lanning, dude. How much drama? How much more drama do you need yeah, than Colorado dude. talking a bunch of junk to Oregon just to get their face stomped on? Uh, Boss Frog, my objective is for everyone on here to make some cabbage. Let's go. Boss Frog's pretty good on the lines, boys. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, Mike Smith, cooked cabbage to blow out the tailpipes. Exactly right. Dude. (laughs) Exactly right. I've had a lot of black beans lately, boys. Uh, The Buffalo Hunter in Provo, BYU is a better team. Oh. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, Tech will manhandle BYU, Callahan says. Tech may not have a QB. BYU will be bull eligible, Hellabilly says. Hellabilly. What's up, sir? My guy. Jeremy Callahan, uh, still chalking up uh, Iowa State as an automatic win? No, not at all. No. No, that's not, that's not, not what all. I said at all. I, I, I said that 
I said for BYU because that game's I, in Provo. Yeah, I I said for BYU. So like, what I, my point with Iowa State was, hey, if BYU loses to Tech this weekend, and then the following week has Texas, you're gonna lose to Texas. My opinion is BYU is not going to Mountain Mama and beating West Virginia. That ain't happening. No. Uh, I, you want to talk about a different team at home? Well, Ames, Iowa is yeah. a very comfortable place for them to play. But they go on the road. Look at Iowa State, man. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Can like, they win away from Ames? That's what I was saying for BYU. If if you're trying to be bowl eligible right now, that's a must win. Your be- yeah, like your best chance is Tech and Iowa State because I don't believe that you're going to Stillwater and beating the mullet to finish the year. No. That is that is far. I, I mean, the farthest thing from a gimme. And I think that was a great win. When it, I think it was last weekend for Cincinnati. Iowa State at Cincinnati. That was a great win for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Going to Cincinnati. Can you go to, can you go to Waco and beat Baylor? I think that's a must win for, for Iowa State. Yeah. I mean, Baylor is – Baylor's on the – Am I going to say they're the worst team in the conference? Yeah, they're working on getting there, though. Yeah, but UCF, Cincinnati hasn't won a conference game. UCF, UCF just has so many injuries. Yeah, I mean, Baylor's not the worst team in the conference, but it, it's it, the problem is is that Baylor had expectations on some level, and they have not achieved. Well, and I will I will also say that if, if Iowa State wants to go to a bowl, you've got to win at Baylor, and I think you've got to win at BYU because Kansas, Texas, and K-State are all ball breakers, dude. Yep. Like that is that is not I I do not envy Iowa State's road to bowl eligibility. Uh, OG Gary BYU is going six and six. I hope so, bro. James Oak State College football fan and the president of the Ollie Gordon for Heisman Trophy fan club. BYU will finish six and six. They do have a decent O line and D line. They have a great home field advantage. Yes, they do. Uh, Katie Raider, Jakey Homer, no way Tech loses. Rack them. Pew, pew. I'm not a homer, dude. I'm just telling you. Uh, the, dude, the altitude. Taught, like, remember the wild game, Katie? What What was the wild game narrative? Oh, the altitude. And, man, they were just better than us late in the game, even though we sent a zero blitz on the goal line. Like, You're three and four. And that's yeah. it, 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 it. I know we, we seemingly talk about Joey McGuire every day. It is one of the most disappointing. How on earth did we just say that Texas Tech is three and four? You, I mean, do you understand the magnitude of that? It's not good enough. No, I mean, and you almost understand why BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati are at the bottom of the conference. They're newbies. Texas Tech doesn't belong down there. Come on now. Are you telling me that you're not on par with the Kansases and the West Virginias and the the Oak States and yeah, I mean you should be on par with them, but you just haven't played well this year. And and yeah, Tyler Shuck was you a haven't coached well, dude. you haven't played well, you haven't you haven't done much well. That's the that's the issue. Like, Tyler Shuck did more running around than completing passes, and that was the issue. Like his game, his chaos, you know, laden style of play is fine if you're completing those passes and if you're scoring and if the chaos you create benefits your offense, but. Too many times we're throwing in a double coverage and turning it over. And then, oh, by the way, you were running around and got hurt running around. So now what is it? Now we're on our backup quarterback. And Joey's got to talk about how his defense isn't good enough. Like, dude, it's just from once. I'm telling you, once the wild game happened, once the doubt started creeping in about Chuck, that's when the season kind of went downhill for you. Aaron Wilson says, I agree with Jake. 
Matt Farmer says six and six seems most likely. Lance Johnson, BYU and the three newbies are learning what TCU took a few years to learn. A full P4 schedule is a grind. Yeah. It takes a few years to to mm, takes a few years to ske- to to schedule up, but also to get talented enough to get deep. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Shannon, Oklahoma State rounding in the form at That's the what I right mean. time. That's what I mean. You're really telling me like if the mullet's playing for uh, a higher caliber bowl, let's say, with that BYU game at the end of the year, you telling yeah. me that BYU is going to go in there and beat a motivated Oklahoma State team? Come on yeah, now. I have a problem with that. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Uh, Wayne. Um, says you never know which pokes show up. Well, I mean, you can't disagree with that. He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, KF, what's up? Need Neil Brown needs fired. <laughs> uh, Neil Brown will find a way to choke and then get fired. Yeah, but Neil Brown is going to snatch <coughs> employment from <coughs> the jaws of termination if he's not careful. <laughs> but, <laughs> You're not wrong. Stop winning, Neil. Dude is a cockroach. Nobody likes he's, you. He is a, seemingly on the doorstep of being fired and then produces a, you know, an eight-win season. It's like, wow, we're really going to fire Neil Brown because he won eight games. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, John Evans from Dallas County, Texas. Hook him, boy. Dallas County? Tarrant County, boy. Uh, Colorado versus BYU in the Peach Bowl. <laughs> Ticket sales, unbelievable for that one. Uh, Oaks, uh, uh, Oak state is finishing eight and four. We'll beat all four new teams lose to West Virginia and OU. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mike Smith tech needs to throw away the stupid sideline tire quit, uh, quit ball fondling teams and just kick them in the nads to get the win. Pew, pew. Those mofos. <laughs> wow. Wow. Lance Johnson says, sounds about right. Jake. Uh, Shannon says eight and four is better than Texas A&M at six and six. Agreed. And you you can't fire Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo, I don't want any excuses anymore. It's time. You're getting paid. Like, it's time to get it done, dude. Stop making excuses about losing to the Sabinator. Stop making excuses and stop making threats to Nick Saban for the way that he recruits. And then you want to, and then you want to run out here one of the best recruiting classes ever, and still lose. Like yeah, I'm tired might, of hearing from you. I want to develop some. Tired of hearing from you, dude. Some Aggies. Uh, Katie Raider says you agree with Mike. Pew pew those mofos. Jim R says still wall, still water. Uh, gather water pond race. scum. Still water gathers pond scum. Still water. Wow. Uh, quit interrupting Jake Monty. Cut uh, him. Let him finish his talking points. Uh, okay. The floor is yours, man. I don't have a point to make right now. No, so. please go right ahead. No, I'm good. No, you first. No, no. Go ahead. No. Yeah, I mean, it is called the Monty Show. <laughs> hey, will you shut up? It's the Monty uh, Show. Dude, hey, shut up. Thank you. You should have. I'm going to turn his mic off. Whatever. Uh, dude, Iowa State is better than tech. Jake, your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hello, Billy, who's been a member for six months. What's up, baby? Uh, I'd hold up on BYU losing in Morgantown. Depends on how West Virginia responds after the loss to Houston. How did you lose that game? What a crazy like, ending. Dude, they're not – if you're West Virginia in that game, you, you're not saying that Houston's better than you. You're saying that 
you know, you didn't, you just didn't do what you need to do there at the end of the game. That that was a winnable game yeah. and you didn't execute. I, I don't like, I, I maintain that that West Virginia is feeling better about themselves than BYU's feeling right now. Cause BYU, that was a beat down by TCU. And I, I don't care, you know, what anyone wants to say. The players running out here that, that, oh man, that interception happened. That pick six, you know, on Keaton's second throw or whatever it was. Really took the wind out of our sails. That's uh, respectfully, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. This is Big Twelve football now. You're not an independent that nobody respects. You mean it's Division One football? Yeah, dude. Like, I, like it's not good enough to be like, oh yeah, well, uh, that interception really took the wind out of our sails. That's not that's not how we play ball, man. Yeah, and you guys, come on. What is this intramurals? Yeah, like, don't I mean, play intramurals, brother. <laughs> it's Division One football. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Prize Picks is the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Look at this debauchery last night. Look at this debauchery last night. <coughs> and I just needed three of four. Josh Palmer, who I who? told you got Josh Palmer. Who's that? I never heard of him, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, Josh. Josh. Who the f is Josh Palmer? Who the f is that guy? Josh Palmer, Zach Wheeler. Oh, and then Dak piped me. Dak Prescott oh, threw for 272 yards. Oh, I had, okay, so it's, it was about 15 yards. Mm. One throw at the end of the game is what Dak did. And you Dak had him on less? Less. Yeah. To pipe me. Damn. So, I mean, let's stay cold and play prize picks tonight. Uh, Aaron Nola on promo for Taco Tuesday. God, it's Taco Tuesday. Hell Just yes. four and a half pitcher strikeouts. Bryce Harper, a combined one and a half. So I took more. Smart. So two hits, runs, and RBIs. Connor McDouchebag. Oh, I mean McDavid. Sorry, I pronounced that improperly. Just trying to get the Quebec, Quebec, Quebec in. Okay. Uh, Connor McDavid with uh, a goal. He just needs to score a goal. And then Christian Javier, the starting pitcher for the Houston. Houston. Astros. 12 and a half, so 13 outs. Yeah, by the way, uh, Houston, uh, you might want to get into the series. You just lost two at home. So I just need him to get into the fifth inning. Yep. That's all I need. Yep. That's all I need. Those are my prize picks for tonight in the description below. Make sure you click the link, download the app. Prize picks, because you use the promo code Monty, uh, has 100% deposit matching. All you have to do is use the promo code Monty or click the link in the description below. You put in five bucks, they're going to give you five more. You put in a hundo, they're going to give you a hundo more. Pretty simple. Um, and it's been so much fun playing prize picks with everybody. Not that I have been good at it because. I ha I won three in a row over the weekend, and then last night Dak just put it where the sun don't shine. Yeah, well, how dare you? Good win for the Cowboys. Uh, we'll talk about that in five minutes. The Buffalo Hunter, the pig farmer, will outduel the Heisman Saturday. We'll find out. I I'm interested. Who do you guys think is leading the Heisman balloting right now? I don't think there's any doubt it's Michael Penix, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't I don't think there's any doubt. And I look at the Heisman voting, and it's a little surprising to me that so many people are like, yeah, I'm I'm going with Bo Nix. 
I am stunned how many people have said, oh, Bo Nix, Bo, Bo Nix. Really? You're taking Bo Nix over Michael Penix Jr. How do the boys in Vegas have J.J. McCarthy as the second most likely to win? That I don't understand. Um, my five are in this order. I think Michael Penix Jr. I think Drake May. I think Dylan Gabriel. He was on by, right? Um, I think this is where it gets tough for me because Drake May has been so good. Dylan Gabriel was so good. Jordan Travis or Bo Nix? Bo Nix. Here's another question. Okay, so Bo Nix. Bo Nix or Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it is J.J. McCarthy does not belong in this conversation. No, he does not. There is no strength of schedule. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, saying, yeah, it's Penix, Gabriel, Bo Nix. You put Gabriel too? Yeah, because he's got a signature win. Wow. He's got a signature win over Texas. Okay. So right now, now you go and lose a Big 12 championship game is to have a different conversation. But he was the reason they won that game at the end there. So I, that's why I put him at number two. So Penix, Gabriel, uh, I got to put Bo Nix in there, then Caleb wow. Williams, then Drake May. You put Drake May? Who's he played? Who have you played? What have you done? You really telling me that Drake May's got a better resume? Somebody needs to come and punch Jake in the face. Come on, dude. I, really? You're six and zero oh at North Carolina against who? You've got your their best win is probably Miami, who was ranked twenty fifth. I agree that his schedule is light. Now, I think if he beats Duke, Clemson, and NC State to end the year, it's going to be tough to keep him out of New York City. And I think he will. His numbers, I mean, his numbers have been really, really good. And I think that he is that guy. He just, he does a really nice job of not turning the football over. And the thing that I really like about him is I think he's gotten better every single year. And last year, he was 20, uh, 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And I think he will come in under those touchdown numbers but he's become a much more, I don't know, is the word balanced player? I, mean, I think he has. I, I don't, yeah, I, I think Drake May's got nothing on Caleb Williams. I think you look at their stat, we're mm. just playing the stats game. Drake May's 1,900 yards, 12 touchdowns, four right, interceptions. Caleb Williams is the reason that USC lost to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. The three interceptions... You can't have that in, in one of your biggest rivalry games of the year. You're, you're, you're Caleb Williams. You're the quarterback at SC. You're expected to be flawless. And I, I think I could make an argument that, hey, maybe he's at number three. I'm, Who, I'm here Drake? to have the fight. Yeah, no, Caleb Williams. Oh, okay. I'm here to have the fight for it. But uh -huh. I don't think there's I, – I would, I, would, I would absolutely put Drake Bay number two right now. I think Michael Penix is head and shoulders – the Heisman Trophy winner right now. I don't even know that you. there's anybody a close I, second. Yeah, we agree on that. Right? Yeah. I don't know that anybody's a close second. Um, Lance Johnson for $5. Has any Big 12 team other than OU in Texas been good enough to talk smack on any other Big 12 program this year? Not really. Not really. 
Not really at all. Uh, James Oak State, college football fan. Key with Oak State versus West Virginia is West Virginia's run versus Oak State defense. KU ran for 399 on UCF, only 90 against the Cowboys. Can West Virginia run against Oak State? Probably yeah, not. I, probably not. We'll find out, but probably not. All right, let's get your uh, Heisman votes in here. Uh, where I, I Am I overvaluing Drake May? I mean, you look at, compare Drake May and Dylan Gabriel, it's pretty close. You know, Dylan Gabriel's 1878 for yards, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Drake May or Dylan Gabriel, number two? Man, I think that's a coin flip. I, I'm taking Dylan Gabriel because of the Texas win. I, I just don't think Drake Mays face level competition. I get down with that. That Dylan Gabriel. Is. All right, so uh, but you have to have Drake May at number three. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I still Drake May and Bo Nix. I think is very close. I think is very very close. I think Bo Nix lost the only game of the season that matters so far. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and Drake May hasn't had that opportunity yet. So if he wins his games, yeah, he's elevated. Yeah, I think Bo Nix is going to have to. Hmm, that's going to be tough. If that's I could, if I tough. could, if I could say, you know, Penix, Gabriel, and then hey, Drake May and Bo Nix are tied for third. That's probably what I'd say. Even though we can't do that. Chuck B says uh, Kalen DeBoer is not getting enough run. His record as a head coach is insane. Hey. He deserves a hell of a lot more credit than we gave him on the show yesterday. I see all of the Husky fans wanting to know, why did you talk about Dan Lanning so much? You're right. I should have talked more about Kalen DeBoer because he's done a great job. You're exactly right. No doubt. Tayton, Drake May had above average, had an above. He, dude, he's good. And I, I agree that his strength of schedule is an issue, but hmm. Uh, Mike Smith, Monty, how is Ollie Gordon not high on the list after that one great game? I know. <laughs> I know. Like, what am I thinking here? I love when comments start with Monty. You know when it starts with Monty, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> James, M Mike Smith is exactly right. Ollie Gordon had 168 <laughs> yards rushing and 116 <laughs> receiving last week. Hey, uh, my man, Mike wasn't being for real. I, I hope you know that. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's one game, and you're not winning enough, and nobody's watching your games, and Ollie Gordon, I, I, yeah, I know, I know, Heisman list, Penix, Jaden, number no, stop it, no, uh, May, Bo, I guess Caleb, Jaden, hell out of here with Jaden, go Tigers. Donnie, uh, you're out of your element. Gonzaga Zags still waiting, AAR says. Don't say Zog. It's Zags. Um, Randall Appleton, a subscriber of the show. Need the co-host child here to lay off the estrogen pills. Man, that was... Wow. I, I give him credit. I mean, that was pretty creative. Jeff Woodworth, Iowa punter for Heisman. Thank you, Pat McAfee. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Jaden isn't... No way. Not number no two. Way. But look at Tony's got him third. Hey, Tone. Hey, Tone. Tony's got him third. Um, I mean, I, I'm here for it. If I mean, how is okay in that list? How is Bo Nix not even? How is he not even in the conversation? Yeah, I don't know. Like Oregon's better than Kansas. We agree on that, right? Like, like Oregon's a better team than Kansas. 
Are we really? You really trying to tell me that Kansas would have stood up to Washington like that? Oregon's a better team than Kansas, but no, he means he means LSU, Jaden. Oh, hey, you you certainly don't mean no. They do not. I'm, I don't know. Specify which one. It's very clearly LSU. Well. It, it, the problem is he weighs 30 pounds. <laughs> Did you really think he meant Jalen? Yeah, I do. You got to lay off the estrogen, sir. You got your, I, you know. Well, you know. Uh, Matthew Farmer, uh, Josh Hoover is going to uh, relax. Re- relax. In his career, sure, maybe. Uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't get it. Who doesn't get whoa, 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 Matthew. Take it easy. Exactly. Johnny Gonzalez. It's called sarcasm. Um, sarcasm is a mofo. Uh, LOL. Sanders is better than the UW QB. I okay. think, I think should Shador is getting exposed for having zero leash in the, like he can do what he wants when he wants. Uh, Tarrant County boy says Chuck Norris for Heisman. Exactly. Right. Uh, Cade McNamara getting Heisman votes. Okay. Like who, who is truly the best player in college football? It's Michael Penix. Yeah. I I don't know how you can dispute that right now. That's what the award is. It's not like a, it's not a, a sentimental award. Yeah. And the Brock Bowers train came to an end, by the way. Well, he got hurt. He he would have been in my top five if he had not gotten hurt. Because that know. kid is, I think the Bulldog SRT train came to an end. Yeah. Because it's going to be tough to win without him. Rod Nolan, has anyone after experiencing Zion Cannon ever said it's okay? No, who said it's okay? It's amazing. Yeah, I don't understand that comment. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Tone, hey, Tone, I forgot Dylan. You should be three or four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sanders should be on Sanders or at least... On the list, Monty. No. No. Can't do it. Shador's made too many mistakes. Yeah. And they're not a good team right now. You know. I I would agree with that. Uh, Penix is clutch and has the rocket arm to get his team down the field when it matters. Dude, that thing was on display, bro. OG Gary. Shador for Heisman because he, because of his iced out AP. Am I, well, I'm a little tired of the Shador act. Admittedly, I'm starting to get burned out on Team Sanders, like Team Coach Prime. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm getting a little burned out on it. Matt, Bo Nix can watch someone else win the Heisman. He'll, he'll be great at it. Wow. Damn. Damn. Uh, Brandon Butler, how are you? Sanders couldn't carry Penix's jock strap. Nope. Penix is a better quarterback. I do think head and shoulders, better quarterback. You know. Lance Johnson, ESPN is the greatest player in college football right now. I mean, all around, <coughs> offense, defense, two-way player, absolutely. Mm-hmm. ESPN is. Uh, Mike Smith, Travis Hunter might be the best player in college football right now, but he's not going to win after injuries in the Buffs record and his inability to cover somebody. My God. Uh, Johnny says Brock Bowers before his Herculean Achilles tendon showed up. Dude, those tight tightrope surgery. Didn't he have tightrope yes. surgery? Those tightrope surgeries are gnar. Do you know what a tightrope is? You, when you have a high ankle sprain, the two bones at the bottom of your legs spread apart and they almost break. 
um, so it stretches the ligaments. So what they do is they drill holes and put a rope around your leg bones to squeeze them back together. Think that's HIPAA? That hurts. That does not sound good. No. Uh, the Chris D says, my pick is Penix. To clarify the one who's a QB from Washington. <laughs> you know. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm happy to see uh, love for Bo in the chat, LOL, but got to give respect to Penix in his rock and arm. I hope they meet again in Vegas. Yeah, seriously. For sure. I think this is it, it, Bo Nix. Dan Lanning is why Oregon lost. There's no question about that. Yeah, but Bo got exposed a little bit there at the end of the game. I mean, the, the mm. and I agree it was a combo play calling in Bo Nix, but I, I they just weren't trying to go down the field the way they should have been. They were not. You were trying to kick a field goal. You weren't trying to go down for a touchdown. It is still the field goal at the end of the first half. That is one of the dumbest. And we see it all the time. Yeah. We we saw it last night on Monday Night Football. Like, yeah. I don't understand why coaches will not kick field goals. I don't know, man. I, I really don't get it. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, high ankle sprains can take forever to recover from. Yes, they can. Uh, Lance Johnson, Hunter needs to focus on defending his face mask. Dude. I, I, I think you cannot run a guy 70, 80 snaps a game. Listen, Travis Hunter, in my opinion, is not even the biggest issue. It's Shiloh Sanders. That It's unacceptable. Travis and any cornerback are going to get beat multiple times a game. That's why the safety's there. Unless Every corner is going to get beat. Yeah. You know. Let's see. Chuck B, uh, becoming prime entitled Pop Warner Boys, not a good look. Well, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Jeremy Callahan, if Penix doesn't get enough votes, Frank Thomas is going to pump up that low T. <laughs> I agree. Mike Smith, Penix versus Oregon was like video game great with cheat mode. Dude, yes. Some of those throws were ridiculous. My God. All right, Boss Frog, everybody take notes or screenshots. Uh, take a quick look at the spread in the odds. Tech opened at minus 2.5, jumped to 4.5. Tech money lined open minus 127. Touched 200? Sitting at 175 now, taking Tech minus four and a half. Damn. I don't know how. If you're putting ducats on that game, how do you not? How do you not? How do you not? Two points is a lot. Yes, it is. I totally agree. Matt says uh, Penix has it right now. It's his to lose the rest of the season, but anything can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, OG Gary, the winner of the rematch, Oregon-Washington should win the Heisman, especially if Oregon comes out and slaps U-Dub. Dude, how much of a kick in the bag would that be? My God. That would be brutal. Uh, James. Penix, Gabriel Bonix, Ollie Gordon. Dead. Number four. Oh, what are you talking about, if man? We're, if we're seriously going to have a conversation about Ollie Gordon. And I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. You're four and two, right? And you look at Ollie Gordon. He's got 500 rushing yards. And here's the biggest problem. His game log is not impressive. And when you look at the beginning of the season, his game log is not impressive. And you, you, look, at, you look at Iowa State, K-State, Kansas. The Kansas game is only impressive because he also had 116 receiving. And, and as seriously as I can say it, if if 
a running back is going to win the Heisman Trophy, you're going to have to have unbelievable numbers because the quarterback class is so good. Saquon Barkley level numbers. Like you're not even you're not even like who's if you look at the rushing numbers in college football. Ollie Gordon it, it, it does not belong in the Heisman Trophy conversation on, on any level. And I know that you're going to say I'm just being a hater or but I, I I don't know I don't know how to how to explain the fact that you're you're like then why are we not putting Jonathan Brooks in the Heisman Trophy race? Right? If I think of the if I think of the best running backs in the conference, why is Taj Brooks not in the Heisman Trophy conversation? Mm-hmm. Right? If 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 we look at Audric Estime, why isn't Audric Estime in the Heisman Trophy conversation? Ollie Gordon or Audric Estime? Well, I'm going to take Audric Estime. I'm going to take Taj Brooks. I, I'm going to take Jonathan Brooks. I'm going to th- like Ray Davis at Kentucky. How come Ray Davis at Kentucky isn't in the Heisman Trophy conversation? I mean, it's just incredibly disrespectful that Ray Davis at Kentucky is not in the Heisman Trophy race. Well, Monty, what are you talking about? I mean, who the fuck is Ray Davis? <laughs> well, if you look at Ray Davis and you look at his game log, he's got 781 yards and eight touchdowns. And I would also remind you that He's had multiple games. Like, you look at the Florida game, he ran for 280 yards. Does he not at Kentucky in a win over Florida? Does he Does he not for 128 yards against Mizzou? I'm for real. Does he not have a better resume? Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but Ollie Gordon has no business being in the tri-state area, let alone New York City on Heisman night. There is no question. Let's stop being emotional fans. And let's be honest about Ollie Gordon. He, he is a good running back. He's not top five, probably. And he's not, I don't know that he's top five in the conference. Like, if you look at the numbers, they say he's... Like you look at the you look at the national numbers. Yeah. Right? Okay, throw out Troy. Ashton GT at Boise State. You know, 860, but it's Boise. But it, is he more qualified than Taj Brooks? What about Amani Bailey at, at TCU? So it is is Ollie Gordon, and I'm and I'm asking for a friend. Jay, my friend James, <laughs> is is Ollie Gordon qualified to be called the best running back in the Big 12 when he's 32nd in the country? And DJ Giddens has better numbers. Is he qualified when he's 32nd in the country and he's behind Devin Neal at Kansas? And he's behind Jonathan Brooks and Amani Bailey and Taj Brooks. He's not qualified to be in the Heisman Trophy discussion, let alone in New York City.
Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a guy that numbers-wise is super similar is Bucky Irving at Oregon. Look at Bucky Irving's numbers, right? So Ollie Gordon's got 87 carries. Bucky's got 72. Here's the problem. Ollie Gordon's only got 534 yards. Bucky's got 520 on, like, 15 less carries. So when you go Penix, Gabriel, Knicks, Ollie Gordon fourth. One is not like the others. Come on now. No are, we not, are we not going to put Avery Johnson in the conversation and his beautiful flowing locks? And, and, and I, I'm being serious. And it's great you think Penix is a special quarterback. I saw him in person. He's the real deal. That doesn't justify putting Ollie Gordon fourth. Like, I'm just asking for a friend. You know, Lance Johnson. Uh, let's not stop being emotional. It's what fans are all about. What? But when I'm talking about Heisman Trophy conversation, when it comes to your team, dude, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I lose my mm, on this show every weekend over Notre Dame. Hey, you guys ever heard anybody uh, named Jonathan Brooks? <laughs> That's my point. Like, Ron Nolan. Uh, Monty, is it true that Dion is selling the buffs? Buy low, sell high, really high? Like, the weed? Instant, you know. Right. Main event says MV Penix. Oh, that's a good one. Like MVP. You know, Robert Fowler, Ollie Gordon is 32nd in rushing. Uh, Mike Smith, uh, MV Penix is great slogan main event. It is. Uh, running backs aren't sexy enough to win votes anymore. Wideouts and QBs because chicks dig the long ball. Very true. Uh, Oakey State has, uh, or excuse me, Oak State has three games with basically next to zero offensive output at the beginning of the season. They do. Just don't think. Look, man, I, I'm not. It, this is not personal, but I, I just don't think it, you can keep running Ollie Gordon's name out there because if you don't, who will? But he's not a legitimate Heisman contender. No, he's not. Just being real. Um, Jeff Woodworth. Washington told Oregon that my Penix is better than yours. Sorry if you're offended by that. So see what he did there. See what he did there. Penix. That was like a that was a you know a joint reference. That mm. was like you know what I mean. Penner. Right. Uh, James Oak State fan says, please read everything I said. Penix is the guy who should walk out of New York with the Heisman. I'm not arguing. No, we're not disputing that, that. You said that. We're disputing that you've got Ollie Gordon in the conversation at all. He doesn't belong there. He he does not belong there. And what he did this past weekend is phenomenal. But do you you really believe he should be fourth on the Heisman list? Come on, Ollie now. Gordon. You think he should be fourth? And, and and James, I'm asking you straight up. You really think Ollie Gordon belongs there? Come on. He, okay, he's a hell of a drug. He's not even top five in the Big Twelve. Yeah. And I've heard it repeatedly from Oak State fans. You know, like, hey, Pokes, oh, Ollie Gordon, great performance. But it is, again, I'm just asking for a friend. Is he top five in the Big 12? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Ollie Gordon doesn't listen to these two. You're going to New York City. I, Ollie, don't you listen to that, to those dreadful. Guys, 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 guys. And that estrogen-filled Jake, you don't listen to him. <laughs> You're going to New York City, sir. Now, they're not going to let you into the Heisman ceremony because they're sold out and we can't get you a ticket. But you go to New York City and you tell people, when they ask where you were you, on that weekend, you tell them, I was in New York City. My bad. You know. We can't get you a ticket, but here's a plane ticket. You got to pay for your own hotel room. You know.
I'd recommend Delta, but that's just me. You know. I mean, these are just recommendations. Right. Hey, Ollie, where were you last weekend? We didn't see you at the frat party. I was in New York for the Heisman ceremony. Well, that's funny. We didn't see you on TV. Yeah, I was, I, I, you know, I'm a little camera shy. <laughs> no. And, pardon me, uh, it, uh, 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 Mike Smith, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things are just not the same. Ollie Gordon, you are not the father. <laughs> You are not the father of nope. Oklahoma State offense. Oh. Uh, Kim, whoa, comment dump. And Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. And Connor, we trust. My wife is watching this Wheel of Time, I think it's called. Have you guys seen that? Wheel. It's like a um, Game of Thrones style show, but there's like sorcery and stuff in it. Hmm. So Harry Potter. It's not bad. Kind of, sort of. It's okay. not bad. Okay. It's not bad. Uh, Kim Coulter says, wreck them, boys. You like Tack over BYU this weekend? Brandon Butler, uh, much like Highlander, which won the Academy Award for Best Movie Ever, there can only there can be only one, and it's Penix. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, OG Gary, who the hell is Ali Gordon? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's Jalen Daniels' best friend. What the fuck are you? Hey, I'm just... Listen, man. Kevin the Destroyer. Jake equals Astro Boy. Is apparently. I mean, apparently. Like, apparently, just fill me up, dude. Is that your new name? Daniel Dixon says, good show. Good to see you. Uh, Journeyman Southwest, you have turned into Barry Sanders. You have turned. You have to turn into Barry Sanders to win and do it for a full season. Right? Saquon Barkley. You remember? You don't remember because you were. You were. Dude, Not I was even, boiling in the bag. You weren't dude. boiling in the bag yet. Barry Sanders, <laughs> you guys remember that? Um, no, I don't. Thurman Thomas and and Barry Sanders at, at uh, Oak State. Jesus, where are those days? Uh, Roger the Robert. Yeah, Roger that Robert. Roger, Roger Dodger, and stuff. Uh, we're halfway in the season, and they're talking Heisman contenders too early. You're right. You're, but we do it every week. What do you want us to talk about, dude? We do it every week. Yeah, help us. What do you we want do. us to talk about, man? Uh, Matt says, dude, loaded backfield. So you guys remember that? My God. Aaron Wilson, you got to be on an eight-plus uh, win season for Heisman. You do. I'm the real. Uh, Katie Rader, New York City dirty hot dog water equals stool water. Be nice. Yeah, come on, dude. Be, be nice. Be nice. Uh, James, I will agree with Jake on Dylan Gabriel. He... Did amazing against Texas. Gabriel deserves to be there in the conversation. I agree. and But I agree with whoever that was. It said it's halfway through the season. Yeah. Uh, Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas on the same team. Can you believe that? Can you believe So don't that? even think about messing with me. You know. You know. It just, it is what it is. Uh, no. God, man. I won't say it. Dude, why would you bring up that nomenclature in a comment, dude? Like what? What? What made you think that that was a good idea? Because it's illegal. It is. We're it not. Is. We're not doing it. And when you need an attorney, go to uh, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. Uh, you guys, I say it every day on the show that they are spectacular. When you're hurt at work, there's nobody better for workman's comp. And so many people ask me, well, you know, my company said they're going to take care of me, and I'm going to get full benefits. I'll have my job. It'll be fine. Okay, that's cool. But why not get a, an expert's opinion from outside the system for absolutely no cost. You can chat with an attorney 
an expert in in workman's comp worksite injuries. Chat with an attorney live online at theadvocates.com 24-7, 365, and won't cost you a penny. Why wouldn't you do that? And hey, if there's if your work workman's comp coverage and your boss and everybody's doing exactly what they said they would do, no problem. No problem at all, man. Congratulations, you're you're legit. But there's so many companies that are going to try and save money instead of paying you what you're worth and what you deserve because you didn't get deserve to get hurt at work, but you do deserve somebody to fight for you. You deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, well, Jake, Monty can talk about Connor Bedard all day. That's my dude. Yeah, you're not even going to mention that I actually won for once on prize picks last night. Yeah, but it wasn't with Connor Bedard. No, it wasn't because I know what's good for me. That POS. You t- you had – wait, are you telling me that, oh, this is yours for today? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you put that in there. Yeah, dude. Um, You did not win with Connor Bedard last night. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm just simply saying that I, for once, won something on prize picks. Guy, you've been on like a heater on prize picks. What are you talking no, about? No, I have not. Oh, my God. I will slap the estrogen out of your mouth. Dude. You last week won like four days in no. a row. Okay. Now I'm no, going to pull it up. No, no, no. Now I'm going to pull it up because you're saying that I win a bunch and I don't. Here's Jake's prize picks for tonight. Aaron Nola, Taco Tuesday promo, four and a half strikeouts. I like it. Uh, Ilias uh, Sorokin uh, for the Islanders needs to make 26 saves. I like it. Uh, Christian Javier, 13 outs. I like it. And Brandon, you idiot. <laughs> Why? God. God. He's on a heater, dude. God, last night I God won. save the Phillies. Last night. Because Jake won't save himself. The baseball gods, fat Italian Tommy Lasorda, needs to get in that Brandon Marsh ass and get him a base head. Zach Wheeler won for me last night. Because you don't bet the same guy two nights in a row, you astro-filled butthole. <laughs> Connor Bedard and Zach Allen lost for me last night. Bryce Harper, Hemi. Brandon Marsh, Hemi. Hemi. He- oh, his now, name is Hemi. I can bet him two days in a row. Let's talk about prize picks last week. Yeah, not- Friday, Friday. Actually, Thursday, I got piped. Loser. Wednesday, I got piped. Loser. Uh, Tuesday, I won. Estrogen. Monday, I got piped. Loser. Before that, I got piped. Loser. Uh, Before that, I won. Estrogen. Before that, I got piped. Loser. Piped. Loser. Piped. Loser. Piped. Loser. Win. Estrogen. (laughs) Piped. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I think you're in good shape tonight. Yeah. Make sure you click the link, download the Prize Picks app. Yeah. <laughs> estrogen. <laughs> Mike Smith, slap the estrogen out your mouth, boy. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Um. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Can we talk a little Dakinator here on the Monty Show? Um. Did Dak Prescott save his future with the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, you know, I, I think that Dak is that – was, that was a good win last night, obviously. I think that, you know, Dak – I mean, he had a nice game, but I, I still leave this game last night feeling like, yeah, you know, this was way too close for comfort. I, I said on the show yesterday that going and playing the Chargers, it's a very similar surface to AT&T. It's a very similar environment – Everybody on the show was like, yeah, this should be relatively, you know, maybe not a full home game crowd, but obviously it should be pretty close. There's a huge Dallas contingent 
in LA. And and what did we get last night? Dak was missing throws again last night. And 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 I don't know how to feel about Dak. I don't know, you know, is Dak someone that I should be all over the place about? Like, should I be fully confident in this guy? Because I don't I don't think I should. Like, let's let's pull up the stats for this game. Like, I wasn't I, I don't know. I just I want Dak Prescott to get over the hump. I want to stop talking about Lamb not being good enough. I want to stop talking about Van Der Esch being hurt constantly. I want to stop talking about how the Dallas Cowboys underachieve regularly. And yet, here we are having the same conversation. Now, you won last night, and that was a good win. That was a good bounce-back win after getting stomped by the 49ers. But does anybody really believe that this team is going to get to even the NFC Championship game? Anybody believe right now that that the Cowboys are better than an Eagles team that's sputtering a little bit? Because I don't. I and and this and this Cowboys team to me needs to add talent. But just the same way that 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 you know people are criticizing Bill Belichick for not having talent, I, I think you got to criticize Jerry Jones. This roster is not good enough to get done what what you want to get done. It's clearly not by anybody's standard or measurement, a Super Bowl caliber roster. And this is what I struggle with every year with Jerry Jones. You want to run out how this is the year, we're going to the Super Bowl, everything's amazing, yet you don't want to make roster changes that will actually benefit you. Like, I can't even definitively say it was a good idea to let Zeke go at this point. I can't definitively well, say Pollard's that. Pollard's been fine. Yeah, he's been, but that's not the point. Your roster got, like, it's not a, even a Pollard problem. My point is, is that... Your roster didn't get, like, better because Pollard's getting more reps. You're basically just kind of the same thing. Everyone was like, oh, you let Zeke go, and Pollard's the guy now. You should be better there. Are you really that much better? Like, I I don't know. I think when I look at the way that Mike McCarthy calls plays, I think it is a far bigger problem than Dak Prescott. I think we can finally say that Brandon Cooks is a Dallas Cowboy. I think we can finally say that really for the first time this season, Dak Prescott had a performance where you can say, that's my that's my quarterback, that's my guy, right? You can finally stand, as a Cowboy fan, I think you can finally be proud of the fact that Dak Prescott stood and delivered against a really good pass rush moved around, moved the pocket, threw on the run, and got the job done. And as much as we've talked about this defense, and tell me as a Cowboy fan that you weren't absolutely terrified watching Micah Parsons not do a goddamn thing in the first two yeah. and a half quarters. Yes. But what did he do in the fourth quarter when you needed it? Came through and jacked up Justin Haybear. Mm-hmm. The sex machine got torched, right? So you watch, you watch all of this. And this coming out of this San Francisco loss, and you say to yourself, hey, who's in better shape here? Well, very clearly the San Francisco 49ers, now that we know that CMC and, um, you know, it looks like none of their injuries, Debo from last weekend is going to be season ending, and all of them have a chance to play next week. So San Francisco's clearly in a better place. But I don't think the Cowboys are that far behind. And and I look at the performance she got out of CeeDee Lamb last night, making a couple of really big catches. My biggest concern is I don't know that Mike McCarthy is going to call plays well enough to play to the strengths of this offense because that offensive line is going to struggle against better defenses, and it's becoming a real concern. 
But what I'm not concerned about is Dak Prescott. I'm seeing a guy that is working hard and improving, and I'm seeing a guy that's got mental fortitude now, and these are a lot of things we haven't been able to say about Dak Prescott this year and really for long stretches of last year. This is this team has the potential to be very good. It's simply a matter of will Mike McCarthy call the offense the way it needs to be called for them to win games? Because I don't necessarily believe that you need to run the ball consistently into seven-man fronts, I especially with a back like Pollard, because the only other thing that you did last night is you didn't have a backup running back. You ran jet sweeps, you ran misdirections, you ran you know design runs for Dak which were very effective. Your RPO game last night was really good. But I think one of the bigger issues that you have with the Cowboys is that Mike McCarthy wants to run the football probably six out of every 10 plays because he's concerned that his defense is on the field too much. Well, guess what? That's not what's going to win you games in this league. And I think you have to be able to score. You almost lost to the 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 should-be San Diego Chargers who split stadium time with the Rams and probably pay rent for it. Like, it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that, that stands out is the, the, the number was 37 combined points in this game. And clock management, huge problem. That timeout or lack thereof and, you, like, your clock management at the end of the first half was terrible. Again, Mike McCarthy's a far bigger problem than the roster for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I don't disagree, man. But so, at some point, it's got to stop being the coach's fault. At some point, every every couple of years, on new coach, new coach. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's Jerry Jones's fault. Yeah. Uh, Kim Coulter, Jake, who made the biggest plays on offense last night? Power Pollard nailed it, Monty. Thank you. Yeah, but that's not my point. It's not a. You're missing the point. It's not a Pollard issue. It's a roster construction issue. Pollard's a good player. He contributes for them. Absolutely. I don't have an issue with Tony Pollard. My point is, is that. It, you everyone was so oh my god they got to get rid of Zeke and don't pay Zeke and don't pay this guy don't pay that guy and what did it it's do a for mis- you I think it's a mistake you like, it, you need Zeke on this team so instead of having Zeke on the team we want to run quarterback draws for Dak like that's what I mean with Jerry Jones I, I'm not trying to indict Tony Pollard dude's doing his job he deserves a lot He's of credit a good year he deserves a ton of credit for coming back from that gnarly ass injury last year like the, there's a lot there for Tony Pollard. Make no mistake about it. My point is that I have an issue with the way Jerry Jones runs the franchise because you don't know how to build a roster that plays to your your core group's strengths. And but couldn't you say the same thing about the team on the other sideline? I mean, you look at the way that the the Chargers called that game last night. Yeah. And I thought offensively you were fine. I don't lo- I don't know what some of the the miscommunications on offense were last night, and Justin Herbert just at times was not very good. Yeah, he missed. I mean, he missed Tony guys. Allen missing Tony Allen missing Josh Palmer in the end zone. Yeah, not making quick decisions like something's a miss there. I kind of worry about my guy's sex machine, but I, I also think Brandon Staley's on his way out. But Kellen Moore, I thought called a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. I think he made the right play calls, and I think Justin Herbert didn't execute. And my one point is, if Justin Herbert executes, do the Chargers win that game? Yeah, I think so. I think they have probably, what, two or three big plays on some of those completions he missed. Now, now Dak rolling out of some of those sacks, there were two, three sacks there that I was like, God damn, how did they not get him down? Yeah. That that I I don't know. Mike Smith says uh, Zeke is what's hurting them in the red zone. 
That was the one thing Zeke did last year was scare uh, score rushing TDs in the red zone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tarrant County boy, money to the crapper. You had to pee, man. Had to pee. Had to be. Uh, it still too early to put Dallas in a bowl game. Let uh, let you know late January. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Mike Smith. Micah was getting triple teamed as well. Teams spend a lot of time scheming for Micah. Yes, they do. Uh, so does his job, even if it does not show up on the stat sheet. But man, boy, did he show up. Yeah, when, he when, it, it. when it mattered most, and, and I think it's a great point. Yeah, scheme for him all night, but don't scheme for him when it matters most. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Uh, Brandon Butler, I'm wondering if the Niners roster building will change the way the NFL approaches the QB position, valuing more complete teams than the QB position. I think there's a real discussion around Brock Purdy or the or the the skill positions. Well, I, I think that the Niners' best and worst thing about the way they've done this is when one guy falls, your offense falters, right? So when a guy like CMC is not playing – it exposes the guys that are further down the pecking order who who do their job at a high level but can only do their job provided the defense is distracted in another area. And that's yeah. not to take away from them, but I think that when we talk about roster construction and, hey, should we be spending you know Patrick Mahomes' money on a quarterback or should we be putting that money into, into our roster and our skill positions and bringing in you know uh, Trace McSorley with the Chicago Bears... Bears. Like, I'm the guy that's going to say, yeah, I'd rather have a franchise quarterback trying to make other guys better than trying to have a great defense and some decent skill positions and wondering if Zach Wilson can deliver the football. Brandon, I think that's a great point. little breaking news out of Indianapolis uh, earlier today, but there's more breaking news. Uh, Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson. Wait, wait, wait. Gosh, <coughs> <dog>. <coughs> 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 Please wait. Can you do something Please for me? wait for a spelling correction. Indianapolis Colts QB Anthony Richardson out for the season, according to Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts. And now Adam Schefter, NFL insider, ESPN. The four-letter Death Star. Col uh, this is a huge, huge one. Col uh, Colts nose tackle Grover Stewart, and he is the best run stopper in the NFL. Full stop. Suspended six games for violating the league's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Oh. This was not a good day for the Colts. Grover Stewart is a stud, and now he has suspended six games. Wow. That is an absolute bomb dropped on the Indianapolis Colts. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I just don't know... You know, I, 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 what do you say? The Colts are a disaster. What and, do you say? You say your season's over. But I, 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 again, look at the Anthony Richardson conversation. Who's the running quarterback dominating the NFL? Look at Brocktober, Brock Purdy. He, I know that he runs more. Oh, wait, no, he, he passes more than he runs. Okay. To a tongue of Iloa, clearly run. Well, no, he, look at the quarterbacks dominating the league. How did Dak do it last night? Throwing, but he ran by design, right? Mm -hmm. You look at guys like Anthony Richardson, panic running. You look at a guy like a Jalen Hurts on Sunday night, panic running. You look at these quarterbacks that run, they always fail. Justin Fields, fell, hurt. 
I'm telling you, and I know that Justin hurt his thumb, dislocated his thumb. Oh, poor little Justin. Um, I apologize for being emotional as a sports fan. My point is, show me the running quarterback that is that is going to carry his team to a Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on, I'm still waiting on, you know, all these great running quarterbacks that were supposed to be. RG three was supposed to be amazing. Well, you know, you're not a Lamar guy, but I think he's pretty talented. Is he carrying Baltimore to a Super Bowl? Not yet, and I don't know that he ever will. But he carries him to the playoffs every year. Right, but what is it? I, I don't play to make the playoffs. Well, well, I'm a Bears fan. We don't go to the playoffs. You're going to use the same logic. You damn well better use it on Dak. You better use it on guys who, who who do not get the job done. Okay, I'll use it on Tom Brady. I'll use it on Brocktober. I'll use it. Like, look at the best teams in the NFL. Who is the best team in the NFL right now? Probably Miami. They're probably playing the best football. Tua Tungabailoa leading the best offense yeah. in football. Yeah. I'm, you have to be a prolific thrower to be a quarterback in the end. It's the Josh Allen thing. Josh Allen runs too damn much and doesn't throw well enough in big moments. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bills haven't won a Super Bowl or gone back to one. And you can go up and down the standings, dude. You, you, I love that everybody's like, oh, man, look at, look at him run. My God. Okay, well, if, if we truly look at the, the AFC, Kansas City's the best team. Their quarterback doesn't run all over the place. He moves to create throwing lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, Baltimore, four and two. Jacksonville, four and two. Quarterbacks hurt. Buffalo, four and two. Pittsburgh, don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Cleveland, don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, the Colts, injured quarterback. Uh, Houston, C.J. Stroud. Man, he runs all over the place. Never. He throws the ball exceptionally well. Zach Wilson. By the way, can we talk about Aaron Aaron Rodgers? Do you in in a, a serious question? Is, is that does Aaron Rodgers have a deal with the devil? Like, are are you guys are you serious about this situation with Aaron Rodgers? Like, I look at Aaron Rodgers, and he goes on the Pat Max show, and he's talking about how he's ahead of schedule and. Is, is he going to be physically capable of playing football this year, and do you think he does? I don't know. I still have a tough time. Why the big uh, side? Because, dude, once again, we're in the middle of an Aaron Rodgers saga because he knows how to market to fan, base and, uh, to fan bases and people's emotions. Everyone's all impressed. Get up. The Pat McAfee show. Everybody in Verizon your Verizon Wireless. Verizon Wireless. How about that? Dude. Verizon Wireless teaming up with Aaron Rodgers. Like, the guy steps on the field and can throw a football. Okay, great. Kobe shot free throws without an Achilles. Aaron Rodgers hasn't done anything This yet. is pretty remarkable, though. Well, He's not using crutches. He's really not even using a boot. Like, this is per- this We've never seen this before. We yeah, have I'm never, not, ever not. seen this before. Yeah. Well, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. I'm not going to sit here and give this guy some blue ribbon and certificate. Are you being emotional about yeah, your sports I am. Take? I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of, hey, we traded the farm to get a guy who got hurt, and then we wanted to blame it on the turf at Jet Life, and then we didn't, we didn't, we didn't win anything. I mean, wow. that's who this guy is. And then we want to get we want to get on social media, and we want to be like, wow, man, he put on his ultra boost uh, and stepped out on the turf and threw a football and – Man, he's done. He's doing things we've never seen before. Jesus. 
Tarrant County boy, can you hear me now? Verizon. You, do you remember those? Yeah, Sprint. Uh, Gumby, where is A.A. Ron right now? Yeah, dude. Oh, that's right. He's on the field now. Yeah, he's on the field now. A.A. Ron. Yeah. Such a good skit. Uh, Lance Johnson. Rodgers wasn't physically capable before the ankle. What do you mean? Uh, Mike Smith. Aaron has magic dumpster raccoon powers. No, I'm not going to be manipulated into playing him. Never. We have this special exclusive video. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Well, he's in the darkness retreat, sir. Yeah, I've been immunized. And, you know, you guys are trying to dissuade me from, you know, keeping this video <laughs> of Aaron. Look at it. Again, he came out of the darkness in a jet green hole. Dude, he was one hairy beast in that darkness yes. retreat. Anyway, no, Mike Smith, I'm not going to play that. I'm sorry. I, I, in good conscience, I cannot do it. Uh, Ron Nolan, Jake, you're a hater. Yep, and proud to be one. Dude Jake's hasn't like, done yep. anything to deserve respect. Nailed it. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Jake's your daddy. Mike Rochburns. Hey, who you who you taking Thursday night? Macaque. <laughs> Mike Rochburns is one of the greatest. Dude, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Why are we rolling out Thursday night football already? Oh, because it's Thursday night, and the game's a dog. Isn't it Jags Saints? You got to take the Saints. Dude, that's the best we can do is Jag. Dude, the best we can do is five head and a guy who didn't want to play in Las Vegas. No, five, five head. Mr. Massive Forehead is not going to play. Yeah, he's got he's a knee injury. he's trying to play. Ah, screw him. Who's he think he is, Aaron Rodgers? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jake is cramping. Okay. Uh, Lance Johnson must have had a buckshot. <laughs> Aaron taking that buckshot. AAR, uh, New York Jets uh, field is terrible. It is. Mm. It is. Uh, MH5, what's up, MH5? Rodgers only took five snaps this season. Four, please. And, yes, I'm counting his Achilles. Damn, oh! bro. Stay home. Love it. Happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jake is hangry, needs a sandwich. Yeah, well. He is hangry, uh, which is why you should go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty because Sound Sleep Medical presents our Las Vegas drive away uh, to see the Las Vegas Raiders on December 10th take on the Minnesota Vikings. You guys, what a weekend this is. We are going to give you two tickets to that game. We are going to give you two nights at the Flamingo. We are going to give you dinner for two at Mastro's Ocean Club. And we're going to send you, hopefully, hopefully, to a little circle thing that projects light and videos and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be an amazing weekend, you guys. And all you have to do to qualify to win is go to soundsleepmedical.com uh, slash Monty. Go there, register for their free sleep evaluation. You go in, you pick up a device, you take it home, done. It's not a CPAP device. It's a ring like they, they monitor your sleep for a couple of nights and then you go back in and... You, they help you with your snoring and whether it's sleep apnea, because I think there's a big misconception snoring and sleep apnea while they do go together, they can be completely different. There's a lot of men who struggle with snoring. And really there's a lot of couples because women snore too. There's a lot of couples who struggle with snoring at sound sleep center. They're going to fit you for a custom mouthpiece that is going to put your jaw in the right position so that you can breathe more freely. 
you snore far less or not at all, and you and your wife can sleep in the same bed again. It helps your relationship. It builds your confidence. Get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for your free sleep evaluation and then take a screenshot of that and you get 10 to 1 entries into this contest. So for everybody who signs up for a free sleep evaluation at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty, you will get 10 to 1 entries into the contest. Take a screenshot and let's have you send it to Jake yes. on Instagram. Please follow Jake. He's got like three followers on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, so that's how it's going to be. SLC Jake, SLC Jake on Instagram and Twitter. Follow him. He's pathetic. He and needs your help. And don't send me Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. You do that, I'm not following you back. We need screenshots of you. You signed up for the uh, free sleep evaluation. You must go to it, which means you have to go into any of their Utah locations, get your free sleep evaluation, and then you get 10 to 1 entries. Now, if you're like, well, 10 to 1, mm-hmm. how about 25 to 1 entries? So for everybody else's one, you get 25. You have to be a member of our uh, exclusive members-only content on the channel, so hit join. It's $9.99 a month, and you'll get entered into our uh, members-only Instagram chat, which is fantastic. It is a really good bunch of dudes talking football, talking baseball, talking prize picks, talking college football, whatever you want to talk, it's in that chat, talking life, frankly. Um, If you're in that group and you sign up for a free sleep evaluation, you get 25 to 1 entries to go to Vegas to see the Raiders presented by Sound Sleep Medical, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell me you heard about it. On the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, let's see. Saints, Saints might get the pro QB they deserve. Just hang in there, Gary. Because it's garbage. They won't. Uh, Monty is too used to using food-based puns to set up Papa Murphy's. What do you mean? Uh, Mike Smith, sleep is for wimps. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you guys understand how, just how important sleep is? Do you value, like how much, how much do you value sleep? Oh, a lot. If I, I'm somebody that, that has, um, I, if I go to bed at 10 versus nine, I feel it big time. Do you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, if I, but I also feel it if I like, there's a, there's that happy medium where, you know, and it's different each day, a little bit different each day. But, you know, like you're watching the game and you start to get a little drowsy. You start to kind of get into that, that hey, yep. I'm getting sleepy state. Yep. If I turn yep. the game off and I go to bed when that starts, sleep like a rock. Don't wake up, sleep all the way through, no problem. If I turn the lights on and power through and go to bed at 10, yeah, that's going to be, that's not going to be a great night of sleep. Can guarantee you I'm waking up twice, rolling over twice, and I'm going to be like, damn, it's already time to get up. Okay. I, I think it's massive. It is brain damaging not to sleep enough. It is performance. It is everything. Everything. Your moods, all of it. Delaric for $5. Conspiracy theory, Roger's injury is fake. It's just a way for him to get the focus off Wilson and come in later in the season. What are you, a DeMar Hamlin skin suit guy? Yeah, Bigfoot. Uh, I don't buy that at all. Aaron is a guy who is so competitive, loves to play, loves to play. I I would be stunned if that ever came out. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith, sometimes a half hour of sleep is better than four hours. Weird stuff. Well, power naps are real. 
Uh, journeyman uh, Southwest, sleep is for wimps who are uh, going to carry the boats and the logs, Monty. Man. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh, listen to your body and let the circadian rhythm do the rest. Yep. Uh, I love to play prize picks. It's so much fun. It's so much fun playing prize picks. Um, Randall Appleton, does uh, Sound Sleep Medical approve of you calling Klyovkov and Matt Eberflus male genitalia? Bro, what, what, like, why are you here? I, this, is, this is the guy I don't understand. Why are you here? You're, you have to be a subscriber to the channel. Why are you here? Are they proud to sponsor your childish non-news-breaking show? Well, it, they must be because you're here, bro. It, it, there has to be some value in it. Here you are. Commenting for what, the fifth or sixth time today. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I snore when I'm awake. Okay. Okay. Can't say I've ever seen that before. But uh, Lance Johnson, Delaric thinks aliens are real. Do we buy into that? What? Do we buy into aliens? No, the Aaron Rodgers conspiracy theory. Oh, about that being a marketing ploy? Absolutely. I think that's part of it. I, I think that you wouldn't. You do. It's completely. Think of it this way. It is 100% unnecessary for him to be throwing a football before the game. Right? Like, think of it. There's no added benefit for him because he could have done that work earlier in the day. 100% could have done that well before anyone was watching. Yet, what do we get? Well, I'm Aaron Rodgers. I got to prove everyone wrong. It's me against the world. Like, it's a marketing ploy. That's all it is. I'm yep. telling you. Yep. Uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Butler likes to fight guys. Entered the chat. It's good. Randall, I, I, I'm i glad you're here, man. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate that you want to insult people. You're making me, and, not breaking me, dude. The, but the, the question, this is what I ask people who do what Randall does, which is come in and insult everybody. How miserable are you, dude? Like, I worry about people like you because you must be some kind of unhappy. To never tell anybody what you're upset about, you just lob insults at people. Yeah. And it's like, dude, how miserable are you, man? That's crazy. Gumby Fresh Out says, I'm here too. Damn right, Gumby. What's up, Gumby? Uh, this guy's a crybaby. Hey, it's up to him. Concerned troll. Concerned. Uh, the Todd father, Aaron cares about the attention Aaron gets. He ain't playing again this year. I agree with Jake. Can't stand him. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'm with it. Aaron Wilson says, Gumby always fresh, always out, always here. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Cyclone Steve. What's up, Steve? Uh, I just got here. What'd I miss? Nothing. Nothing, dude. According, Absolutely nothing. According to Appleton, this show sucks. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Appleton is a dude on Happy Gilmore that yells jackass at every hole. Pretty much. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. I just don't understand why it's funny. Me and Mrs. Monty were talking about this. I don't understand why people are so negative. Yeah. And we got into this place like Oprah wants to be president. Mm -hmm. Did you guys hear about this? Oprah and Oprah had allegedly asked Mitt Romney about putting a ticket together. Now she denies it, but it's amazing how, like, if you look at the politics in our country, your sports, like, I'm sure I have to believe that Appleton is some kind of fan um, of Washington State or Oregon State or somebody. Yeah. And is so upset that we, that we have disagreed with him that you just can never, you're, you're an idiot. And, like, I love when people are like, you're stupid. 
Okay. Okay, but what are like at what point do you move on with your life? Yeah. At what point do you move on and say, "Hey man, that show that show sucks. I'm never going to comment and help them on their show again." Cuz every time you comment it helps us. Every Yep. Like when we we're, Whoa, we're, stop the show. Whoa. Stop the show. What? Dude. What? Holy cow. The prodigal son is returned. What? Wow. Wait, hold on. Now Go I ahead. know that we're stupid and hey, I'm man, you got you got any Vizine, bro. My Dude, eyes I, are, I I you know. My eyes are tripping. Do you, I do you need another buckshot? I, I thought that wait a minute. Did that say hold on, let me fix my focus. Did that say the tile king of Utah is in the chat? Yeah! I, I believe I, I think that's what I think it's what it said. Bro. I believe that's what it had said. Dude. Sup, guys. It's been a while since I've been able to catch a show. Well, at least the end of it today. Great to be back. What's up, What's dude? up, bro? What is up? We miss you. Somebody asked about you the other day. And and we were like, dude, he's putting, he's putting, he's, he's motherfuckers put in tile. Yeah. It's what he does. He's the tile king of Utah. Yeah, man. He's putting that penny in the shower floor, man. Good to see you, Tenny Wayman. Uh, Matt says, everyone should watch Ollie Gordon and relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, casual. Uh, Jeremy Kelly in nine months, he had a baby. Damn right he did. Damn right he did. Macaque. Teddy says, appreciate it, guys. Good to be back. We missed you, man. We missed you. All Like, you're the prize picks guy on the show. Boss Frog is taken over as the official bookmaker of the yeah, Monty dude. Show now. Official bookie. You know. Uh, the only right-wing duck fan. I'm the tile king of Oregon. Let's go, right-wing duck fan. Uh, Lance Johnson says the sausage king. The sausage. Macaque. Are you Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago? His cock. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Me? Do you know where that's from? No. Oh! Um. Oh, no! It's Ferris. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, but clearly I don't remember that reference. Uh, Teddy Wayman, bro, seven days a week, 12 hours a day for the last month. Print. Let's go. I love it. Good to see you. Mike Smith, Teddy making that cheddar. Seriously. Dude, he's, he, he tiled my shower. The guy is freaking amazing. Uh, Tarrant County Boy says, Macaque, <laughs> you leave those monkeys alone. Yeah, dude, they're poor monkeys. Macaque. All right. Whoa, what did you say? Monty be hoping dude makes one out of two goals in hockey. That's it. Hey. That's it. Jeremy Callahan. I figured Teddy Wayman had visited the vacuum cleaner repair guy recommended by Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> oh, my God. This show is amazing. This show is a it, no Siri. I don't want you to talk right now. Hell no. Uh, would you vote for Oprah <laughs> for president? Hell no. No, I would not. I, I'm not. I'm not here for celebrities running the country. I'm not here for. You get a book, and you get a book, and you get a free pass, and you like I'm not here for it, dude. And and even if she was the vice president, I'm not here for it. And I think that that's all cool that you wanted to specifically. She wanted to put a ticket together with Mitt Romney to to uh, to counter Trump's ticket back then. Uh, and I just think, hey, we all have ambitions, but I I would not have voted for Oprah. No. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, I would never have voted for Oprah. Uh, Brandon Butler, I was hoping Teddy was locked in one of his cougar's basements. 
That's what I'm saying. Ron Nolan says, happy beard day. Uh, Mike Smith, haha, Jesse Pinkman. Man, that's such a good show. Breaking Bad is such yeah. a good show. Man, that show's amazing. Uh, Quick Picks Chicago Pizza. Greasy Spoon or not, never had it. Ain't never heard of it. Um, I would never vote for Oprah. Hell no. Never. Can't do it. Never. Oprah Romney ticket, a lady who thinks she is God and a man who one day thinks he will be a God. Perfection. I don't know why. Like, I look at the Speaker of the House situation and I look at, like, the, like all of the, the po political stories in our news cycle lately and I'm just like, dude, you know, I'm turning it off. Yeah, like, it's it's sad because, like, you always say, and, and we, we're, we're not trying to have some in-depth political conversation here, but I, I must no. say it is... It is sad to see where the Republican Party's at, man. Like, what happened? How, how did we fall this far down? Like, yeah, I grew up a hardcore Republican. Like, I grew up a Reagan Republican. Yeah. Dude. And I was naive. We were naive. We didn't have social media. But Oprah Winfrey is not my president. No. I'm not voting. Hell no. And I'm from Chicago, and I am not voting for Oprah. No. Nope. But then again, I would have never voted for Schwarzenegger to be the governor of California. Get to the chopper. Right? Like, I would have never, I would have never done that. Yeah. Would never have done that. Yeah. And, and we vote for the did weirdest you, people. I don't know how many of you guys listen to Howard Stern. Did you guys hear the interview Howard did where Arnold is like, yeah, I, I won. And then I was sitting in my office yeah. and had no idea what to do. Like, so Arnold Schwarzenegger wins a the governorship. They recall the governor. He runs that run. He said Arnold Schwarzenegger told Howard Stern. My first day as governor, I sat down behind the desk and had no idea what to do. <laughs> no idea what to do. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to pass this bill and that bill and this law and that law. And we're going to fix all this. And I sat behind the desk and I was like, wow, okay, let's go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sat behind the governor's desk and was like, where's the gym? Yeah, what do you do? I'm serious. Like, what do you if you if you get elected president of these United States, <laughs> these United and States, and you sit behind the resolute desk, are you just like? And pardon me, uh, it. it um, uh, so where are those launch coats? When's like, parade? Like, what do you? Yeah, when's parade? What are we doing? <laughs> right, like you must walk in. And you build a staff and you have support. I, I totally get that. Uh, what, uh, okay. Are you just like, all right, guys, what are we doing first? Um, I'm like, what, the, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, when are we meeting on the agricultural health in the um, desert? Uh, uh, President Monty, uh, Pootie's on the phone, line two. Like, uh, hello. It's Vladimir Putin. Uh, I doubt that. Uh, I got to take a leak. I'll call you back. <laughs> what do you, what do you do? You get happen. elected president. What do you do when you're like, yeah, uh, 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 Kim Jong-un's on the phone. Uh, oh, well, um, I have dingers. <laughs> Kim, I got to know, man. Are you really, is your head really as fat as it looks on TV, man? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, how are you talking to the, the people must call the president of the United States. Like the first week you're in office, you must have every world leader ringing your phone, being like, "Hey, man, listen, I got a water shortage over here. Can you send me some Avion, please?" How the fuck else would you do this? Job? Hey, man, uh, you know we're struggling to um, to build our roads. Can you send me eight billion dollars? All like, gas, no brakes. How many countries are asking you for help? 
How yeah. many, hey, it's the mayor of uh, Douglasville, Texas. Uh, I need money for my bridges. Yeah. Like, you must get so many hands out looking for money. Oh my, Hank, uh, can you pardon me, bro? It's Johnny at Stateville Prison. Guys, 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 guys. I still hey got guys. a, I still got a nickel on my sentence. Can you just get me out of here, please? Pause, bro. Pause. The pressure must be amazing. Yeah, the the pressure to pardon people. Oh my, God. must be like you get into office day one, like you walk in, like like think of it this way: you're 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 doing your suit and tie for your first day as president of the U.S. You're like, all right, um, I got launch codes now. I got. You know, I got the Oval Office. I got all this ugly-ass wallpaper on the wall now. Yeah, I think, you I, know, you know um, these, couches, these couches are from the Carter administration. Yeah, we're going to, we're dude, we're going to need to change the desk in the can, Oval can Office. Can we get some lazy boys in here, please? What the fuck um, are you talking about? Sir, uh, sir, we can't change the desk. It's the Resolute desk. It's been here since, uh, like, Abe Froman's been president. Well, so you have no frame of reference you know, here, Donnie. The problem is uh, good old Uncle Abe Froman. Yeah, I, uh, he was fat. I want a stand-up desk, so if we could get this thing out of here. You ain't going to try me then. But, sir, it's wired with the launch codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call an electrician. I know an electrician from Chicago. Pulaski, call him. Yeah. Get him in here. Pulaski. Macaque. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, the other thing that's great, hey, you just got elected president. You're now flying private everywhere you go. All right, time to head to Jamaica, boys. <laughs> Can you all rent me some jet skis? I need a banana boat to take pictures on, man. I don't even know what you do. Yeah. I, and I'm being serious, man. Yeah. Like, my God. Uh, Aaron Wilson says Monty for president. Lance Johnson, I did a write-in vote for my worthless brother and a dead dog. In all Damn. fairness, I did not know Dewey was dead. Okay. Dewey. Okay. Ron Nolan. Mormon prophecy says there will be a Mormon elected president before Jesus comes down. In God's name, <laughs> image, and likeness. Ryan Smith, the owner of the linen outfit. Ryan Smith, the <laughs> owner of the jazz, uh, in his little purple linen outfit, announced he's running for president today. And he had on Jesus walk sandals. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Fat Jesus, first day in office, you bang some randos. All right, line up the interns. Only the women. How about that? Right, what's a, what's a presidency without a sex scandal? Seriously. Uh, Gumby, uh, fresh out. Monty, two holes, 2024. Exactly. Aaron Wilson, pooty, LOL. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, um, sir, uh, Vladimir Putin's on the phone. Take and a, uh, uh, take a message. He said he's going to poison you if you don't answer. No problem. Um, <laughs> can I get some Clorox wipes, please? Like, do you if if your first day in office, you walk in. I'm not afraid like, to die. They're like, um, there's an incoming call from Russia. Should we pick that up? Oh, it's Vladimir Putin. Do you take the call? No. Tell him I, I'm you busy. can't. Nope. You can't. Because you got to set the tone. No, because you need to get briefed and up to speed. Like, That's an issue. Okay, he's going to try and manipulate you by uh, threatening to cut your balls off next time you're out of the country. Saudi stooge. Listen, if you don't support me in my war against Ukraine, I will cut your balls off. Right. What do you, uh, you're like, all right, I got, I, I mean, that. But no one's going to disrespect me. That's cool and everything, but I got to, I got to, I got to say, I, that's, I, I would be like, yeah, that ain't going to happen, bud. Here's I, what it I, is. Like, because you're going to talk to some wackadoos. Yeah. I, I don't even know. what I don't. 
the the responsibility of pulling the hey we've got the biggest military in the room card but not you know not provoking a nuclear war would be incredible oh my god can you imagine just in one phone call and it's who it's G and you're like, well, dude, I'm going to need you to buy some more of our iPhones. Um, we're going to need to like, yeah, export. we're going to need some more chip production yeah, here. Hey, hey, listen, bud. Um, you know, we're going to need you guys to buy some more Legos. What are you must? And on t- if you guys could throw in some like iPod pros to help Apple a little bit, that'd be um, uh, well, only if you guys buy our grain. Yeah, we got plenty of wheat fields. This was going to happen. Yeah, we're not buying your grain, dude. Um, well, I'm not buying your AirPod Pros. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. You think you know it all? Yeah. Uh, I got. Okay, we'll talk later. Like, and he's like, yeah. Hey, if you don't buy my grain, we're gonna uh, we're gonna drop nukes on Taiwan. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't advise you to do that. Yeah. I mean, do you even live? Yeah, you could do what you want. I mean, look, I I don't I haven't gotten a call from Taiwan, so technically I haven't got any relationships on that. And as you can see, there's not much hope for you left. You want to use them for target practice, Damn. knock yourself out, but I'm going to have to respond to that. Yeah, I actually, I've got a meeting in the other room, so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to dip out of here. Yeah, it's funny. The Joint Chiefs and um, all their weapons are in the other room, so uh, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> you just wait here. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to put you on. How do I put him on hold? Do it, is it the big round red button? I'd love it no. to be wider. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine how many threats you would get in the first day, dude? I, oh yeah, my god, I, yeah. Uh, that would be that would be amazing. How often do you think Donnie and Putin talked on the phone during his time as president? I have All the no time. Idea. All the time. No idea. Cyclone, Cyclone Steve Pooty, Sorry about that pipeline. We'll make it up to yeah. You know, I personally would like an apology. I know we gave the Ukrainians a whole bunch of bullets. Now, listen, listen, I'm going to don't get pissed. I don't know why. (laughs) Hey, why are you yelling? Uh, Don't get upset, sir. Look, I'll try to stay calm and not curse. I'll buy a lot of vodka. I I mean, personally, I'll start drinking a bottle a day. Hydroxychloroquine. Right. But we're going to need you to pull out of Ukraine. I don't even know. Like, and then the Germans call you, and they're like, "Yeah, we're, we really, uh, you know, before, um, before Uncle Joe um, left office, he promised me he was going to help us." And Pooty, can you? Yeah, sorry, I just agreed. Uh, That's what fucking takes me to fuck off. I just apologize for all the bullets we sold to Ukraine, and he seemed pretty pissed about that. So Pooty's not really on my good side. <laughs> Like what country do you call, do you call like I don't know what's the no, rando they're country you. they're calling what's you. the rando country that calls you like oh sh- sh- shit it's Macedonia put them on <laughs> <laughs> speakerphone what's up Macedonians like yeah like who do you want to talk to Italy um, hey the Mexicans are on the phone they so he's yelling about something about a wall falling over. Can you take a message? Yeah, okay, He said great. it has to do with some containers that we put at the border. Like containers. I don't, what do you like? What? You know, some some sort of issue there. Um, I don't even know. You know. What you do. It is what it is. I don't even know what you do. Oh my god. Uh, Tarrant County boy says Malaysia. Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, hey, Malaysia. Nice to meet you. Uh, let's talk about Bali. How much for Bali? How about a billion dollars? And you give us so Bali. I said, yeah. You give us Bali and we'll, you know, like, you can have nothing but a billion dollars. But we'll take Bali. 
do you think I am? Well, uh, President Monty at his uh, presidential retreat in Bali. Like I'd be, I'd be, yeah. How many times this president are you, dude? This is too much. I need to take a break, and you just leave. I, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Hey, uh, so get whoever uh, I'm paying to be my chief of staff in here. The Russians are the Russians are assassinating people all over the globe. Uh, Germany wants to talk about it. Oh dear. Oh my. No, I'm dealing with this other thing in Mexico with these containers that they said fell over. You've thrown our budget a little out of whack. The damn Canadians are bitching about their 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 full maple Canadian syrup. And, and <laughs> you know, the Macedonians are coming over to play a little Atari, and I haven't got time to do any of this. Like, I don't even know what you do or where you start. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. As president, you're really just going through the schedule. Canadian States of America. Yeah, in all seriousness, don't you just run? Don't you have just some dude who's like, all right, Macedonians are next. And then uh, the Romanians and the Mexicans are fourth on the play. list. Better hit a, Why don't you hit a buck shot right now? <laughs> uh, right now, because once we get down to the Mexicans, you're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I couldn't do it, dude. It's too I couldn't much, do it. bro. I have it's, no, too, it's too much, man. Is it terrible to say I have no desire to be president? Yeah, that's the problem in our country. Let alone vote for Oprah Winfrey. Why are all these old people in Congress? And oh, that, that's right, because none of the young people have a desire to lead the country. And then they're like, Jim Jordan wants to talk to you about something to do with a wrestling scandal. You got five minutes. He's in the lobby right now. He, Jim, Jimmy's in the lobby right yeah. now. Something about a pardon over Ohio and, and State And he said wrestling. he brought some guy named Mel Tucker. Do you know anything about that? Because I don't, you know. Macaque. Yeah. And the funny thing is Matt Gates drove him over here, and they're all looking for pardons. Uh, yeah. So. And they said some guy in prison named Jeff, like, left them, you know, some memories in a book. Like, I, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, and they want you to be Speaker of the House. So. I'm I gonna, want to thank me for having yeah. no days off. Yeah, you should probably take the meeting. Damn. Dude, we don't have a Speaker of the House yet, by the way. Yeah. It's fine. You're so fucked. And then there's, yeah, speaking of eft, uh, then there's Chipotle. So, let's review. So, Chipotle is raising prices again. Whoa. Whoa. Again. Chipotle is raising prices. And I know you're going to be surprised about their excuse for this, right? It's not like, Again. hey, hey, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're raising prices because we're giving you a higher level customer service now. And, you know, we just need to make sure we keep things in balance. No, 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 no. It, yeah, we're raising prices slightly because of inflation. Okay. So if it's because of inflation, when inflation comes down, you're going to lower your... Oh, no, you're not. Mm. No, Dudes, I, in I, opposition. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, fat Jesus. First day as president is a review of all the countries. Uh, all right, sir, just name them alphabetically. I'll look them up. Um, Mexico. <laughs> Canada. Uh, and, pardon me, uh, it... it uh, uh, yeah, we're going to... You said Mexico. We're going to need an N to follow that. Uh, Nebraska? That's a foreign country. Nevada. No, sir, those are states, not countries. Uh, North Dakota. Uh, Nepal. Uh, can we move on to O for... Um, um, no, don't know that either. L-M-N-O-P. Uh, Panama. Boom. <laughs> Got one. Panama. Oh, Puerto Rico. All right, Puerto Rico. What? No, actually, sir, that's a, a territory. Uh, okay. You ought to know. You bought it. Let's just let's ride with Panama. There's got to be something bad happening in Panama. <laughs> well, sir, uh, there's a lot of cocaine. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, no, I said something bad. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to need a country that starts with Q. Don't know any. R, uh, no. Quebec? Don't know any R's either. Quebec's a... a Cocaine's a, a hell of a drug. A territory. They don't have cocaine yeah, there, Yeah, it's a sir. territory uh, inside of a state and country and stuff. How about speak it, French. Uh, sir, can you think of an R? Uh, Rangoon? Uh, do you mean the pasta sauce, sir? No, um, I don't. Twelve? That'd be a lot. Uh, I'm not paying more prices at... Hell no. I'm not paying more prices. Can't do it. I'm not. Uh, Cyclone Steve, prices go down when there is deflation, not when inflation slows. Okay. Same thing, dude. Whatever uh, economics. Yeah, why don't you run for president, you prick? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, oh, I, uh, Douche canoes. Yeah, we should move on. Uh, uh, you know, uh, deflation, what is that? When Well, when it deflates. Um, Discock. Okay. Uh, Tanner Plummer, oh boy. When Joseph Smith ran for president. Oh, Jesus. Here comes the white iguana reference. White salamander. Sorry, my bad. Uh, One of the concerns about him was that he would turn America into a theocracy. Okay, can you define a theocracy, please? No, please don't. Uh, I saw Rangoon coming out of the darkness retreat once. Excuse me, sir. It's not Rangoon. That was a raccoon. <laughs> oh, big difference, Mr. President. That was a. That They're was distant a, cousins. Distant cousins. The raccoons in Rangoon. Now, now you're talking about a regional crisis, sir. <laughs> okay. I. Um. Is Chipotle? Uh, so, are you a fan of Chipotle at the moment? Yeah, I like Chipotle. You do. Now we need to quickly talk about uh, the fact that. When you get Chipotle delivered, you get piped on your order constantly. Yeah, and Chipotle delivered a burrito to me the other day that was about half the size of a normal burrito. Mm-hmm. And, and size it was, does matter, obviously. It, well, not that you would know, but right. I mean, it, it was Macaque. It was terrible. Right. Um, now, to their credit, they refunded it. Oh, they did. I'm not willing to pay more money for Chipotle. I think it sucks already. I've I, We've talked about this on the show, as you guys know, multiple times. I am not willing to pay a penny more. It's not worth that to me. I think Chipotle service sucks. I think it's much like most fast food. It sucks, which is why I don't eat it. <laughs> and now I'm done with Chipotle. That's it. Come on. It, it, but how much Come is on. too much? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much is too much. Dude, it's, they're already pushing 30 bucks for two burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I don't get guac. All I get in my burritos are brown rice, black beans, chicken, uh, queso, lettuce, and pico. That's it. Right. And it's 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying 20 bucks for a crappy, terrible, rolled, not well put together burrito. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, garbage. If the price goes up, does the portion go up? Because they're already trying to short you on beans and, and rice. Yeah. They're already shorting you on, on, on your protein. Like, I... I'm not saying it's an easy job, and I don't blame the workers that are in the restaurant. Well, I don't think it's about whether it's an easy job or not. I just think it's it, it, you're charging too much for your product. That's what it is. Gumby uh, Fresh Out, 30 bucks for two burritos. I can get two burritos, curly fries, and a big-ass drink for 20 Not for long, dude. Not at Taco Bell Well, and either. I think we're moving to a place where you just have to make your food at home. It's unfortunate, but yeah. it is a reality. Um, Brandon Butler said, sorry, my bad. Get Vice President Kyler for his workout. Exactly. <laughs> How about Lopes Van Gabe sending us a new video from that little Kyler account? We'll have to load that. Yeah. Gumby, uh, fresh out, pass on the bugs. Oh, what do you know? Trey Turner makes an error to start the game. Nice job, dude. 
freak. Nice job. Uh, Cyclone Steve Chipotle, if from what continent? Uh, okay. I, North America? $3 for guac add-on. I don't eat their guac. Uh, Myanmar Rangoon or Crab Rangoon, that's the question, and I don't have an answer for you. Uh, Mexican tacos from the trailer truck, best tacos you'll get. Mm-hmm. Food truck. Gumby Fresh Out, 30 bucks for two burritos. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bro, Taco Bell is too much. Two chipo- uh, Chalupas and Baja Blast is 20 bucks. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. I wouldn't pay $2 for Chipotle, Mike Phillips says. Uh, Teddy Wayman, I've never had Chipotle guys, but thirty bucks for two burritos sounds steep as hell, and it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Fat Jesus, can you put a price on diarrhea? Thirty bucks, apparently. I don't know how much does uh, Pepto cost. Gotta uh, go to a mom and pop Mexican restaurant. I would. Maury Alvarez, our great Floridian. Maury, how are you? Uh, Moe's is so much better than Chipotle. So, but. Oh, my God, it just went right out of my head. The Mexican place we used to always go to. Where? Oh, here. Beto's? Beto's. Yes. Beto's is better. The Todd Father, G-Bus, let's talk about Starbucks then. Oh, my God. They won't pour coffee into your own cup. They're in the drive-thru. They won't pour coffee in your own cup. But if you go in, they'll allow you to do that? Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, it's payroll versus profit margin. Could absolutely be. Jeremy Callahan, Chipotle's trash. If in Iowa City, visit the original Pancheros for a burrito that will annihilate that Chipotle barf. Oh, I wish. Off to a good start on prize picks. Aaron Nola, one strikeout. Nice. Beans and rice are the cheapest part of the meal. They should load up on those and short you on meat to screw the customer, not the other way around. But that's what I'm saying. And they don't. They don't. Uh, just go to Popeye's and load up on red beans and rice. Oh. Uh, Dodgers are regretting letting Seagert and Turner go. Brandon Butler says I would bet a little bit. Uh, Baja, Bla- Baja Blast worth the price of admission. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Tarrant County, boy. Monty, seen their water drinks made in India? Yikes. I ain't drinking no water drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyclone Steve, I guess remove, uh, remove doesn't work. You still posted my typo. Well, because I get it from the, I don't get it from YouTube. I use a different software. Uh, cooking at home, Jake, have you been to a grocery store lately? Nothing's, yeah, food is ridiculous. but you can still get more value out of the store than fast food. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right, you guys. Uh, the official energy provider of the Monty Show is Bucked Up Energy. And as I always tell you, here it is right here. Everybody asks me, why is the shaker cup so good? You want to know why the shaker cup's so good? It's got a post with a blender ball on it. I'm telling it's the best shaker cup you'll ever get. Get it free. Any color you want, any color combination you want, in the description below. Hook it up. Everybody's asking me for more buckshot samples. I might be able to take care of that. But right now, go get the shaker cup. Three free samples from Bucked Up Energy. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.